Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. No, I said, are you ready? I, I definitely have cranked it to Gina Smart. Believe I have. Check your iPhone, better say it's our time. I don't even need a watch. I don't even see a clock. Soon as I walk in, welcome everybody to the NXT rundown. I am your host. What the what what the fuck are you doing here? Oh. Well I was I was just gonna keep steamrolling through and hope you wouldn't notice it. Uh I, I, I fucking... Why are you answering Ginger's phone, too? This is a little weird. Uh, no no reason whatsoever. Uh, it's, there's definitely not anything weird going on at all. Uh, why, are, why is John's massage table behind you? I said... No reason. <laughs> no reason at all. I would say I'm very glad that you're halfway across the country, but I'm not sure that's the case anymore. <laughs> oh, you never know, sir. That's right. Uh, Ginger uh, couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he's a little under the weather, so I'm taking his place. Uh, <laughs> but that means that we get the return of everyone's favorite morning show, Hot Sauce. And horsecock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the sound effect. It, it dropped. Sorry, okay. you must not. It must not have come through. Uh, guess not. But uh, I am Jason. For those of you listening, uh, I mean, feel free to call me horsecock. That's fine too. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, how have you been, Troy? Oh, since the last time we talked, which was two days ago, um, just fine. See, we didn't. Uh, we don't actually usually get into like personal stories on on WWE because we've usually got too much shit to be angry about. So uh, we save those for here. Um, so baseball officially kicked off for for my kid last weekend, which included uh, two doubleheaders. Uh, one was actually a home game, which was nice. Uh, the other one we had to drive about an hour and 15 minutes to arrive at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So, or Saturday morning, sorry. That was a 5.30 a.m. wake-up call uh, to get out the door at 6.30. 
to drive to the field. Of course, we arrive to the field, and my wife being my wife, the first thing she notices is there's no fucking bathrooms here. We have a four-hour doubleheader. Uh-oh. So she immediately gets on Yelp and uh, looks for the nearest um, Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. finds that. So then she's like, okay. She goes to Dunkin' Donuts. And she comes out. She's She comes out. She's like, and of course, they don't have a public bathroom. But she had already ordered coffee for the, the coach of the team. So he's like, okay, she's, I'm going to go in and get it. And I guess she talked the guy talked to the guy and explained the thing. They let him use, let her use the staff bathroom. And then she comes out and she's like, just, do you have any cash on you? And I'm like, I don't typically carry cash. I'm more of a credit card kind of guy. I was like, I might have like a couple bucks. And I, I was like, I have, all I have is like a, a couple singles and a 10. She's like, yeah, give me the 10. <laughs> For what? She's like, for a tip. I'm like, you want me to pay $10 so you could take a piss? I'm like, no, that's not happening. Here, take the two bucks. Throw in the tip cup. We'll thank, you know. But uh, so then, of course, I had to go, which meant I couldn't go into Dunkin' Donuts. Probably could have if I had given him 10 bucks in retrospect. But um, I ended up going. There was a shell station down the street. So we ended, that became the, uh, the sort of the piss pot for the entire team, this, this uh, gas station. But... Normally, normally ten bucks will buy you the opportunity to have someone piss on you. You would think, right? Yeah. It depends on where you go, I guess. But uh, but it was a successful weekend. His team went four and zero, including uh, a doubleheader on Sunday where he went seven for seven with eight RBIs and one hit by pitch. Wow. And 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 basically, for all intents and purposes, threw a perfect game on the mound. So. When I say for all intents and purposes, through three innings, they were up, I think, 20 to nothing or, yeah, 20 to nothing. And the coach said, uh, that's a mercy, right? And the umpire said, no, 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 it's not a mercy. We don't do mercies after three. And the coach was like, I mean, we do. We've always done that. And he's like, oh, I changed the rule this year. So now it's bad for four innings. So the coach is like, okay, sure, whatever. So then some kid hits like this little slap excuse me thing that just sneaks its way in past the infield. So there goes there goes the perfect game, there goes the no hitter, there goes everything. Well actually he hit a kid first. That was the first uh. thing. Uh that was the end of the perfect game, but then the no hitter too. Um so he was pissed off. We wound up winning the game twenty four to one. He comes out pissed off. I'm like, listen, you won the game twenty four to one. You have to be okay winning twenty four to one. Like mm-hmm. but he wanted the accomplishment. Um, so then I guess the umpire looks up the rules in between innings and says, oh no, that should have been enough. That should have been a forfeit. <laughs> that should have been at mercy. We shouldn't have played that last inning. So oh, if he had known the rules, Jackson would have gotten the perfect game, but well, he's got, uh, he's got a long career ahead of him to get many more perfect games. So yes, hopefully so. And, uh, so then this weekend we start town ball too. So it's pretty much the end of any of my free time. That's the end of it. That's nice. gone. And I will say this, I got my taxes done the other day, and I know this is right in your wheelhouse, but uh, for all those people who told me for years, you know, Trump will take it, I've never gotten less returns than the four years Trump was president. I'm just saying that. I, I am also in that same ballpark, yep. My lowest years of tax returns have come under President Trump, so mm-hmm. we'll see We'll see what happens next year, but yep. I, I know the child tax credit thing will impact it and make it a little lower, too, but... You're getting paid out on that, I think, every month, anyway. So, well, um, the um, 
you have an, a, a, a choice um, because they're going to start paying out the tax credit in July yeah. and it'll be, be every month. But you also have the choice to not get those checks every month and claim it instead on your tax return for next right. year. Uh, so it, that also is going to impact it too. Right. But uh, yeah, I think most people are going to be taking a, taking that straight government cheddar. Uh, yeah. Well, so. see, the thing is, is you never know when that's going to change. So yep. always good. Always take the cash in hand because you never know yes, what's going to happen. It, later. Exactly. And, uh, you also don't know how they're going to count that credit once you get to your tax return because there's a chance they might count that credit as income and that might bump you into a different tax bracket. Exactly. And then it might completely F you in the A. So, yep, uh, yep always always uh, understand that the government is there strictly to push your shit in every chance it can get. So <laughs> plan accordingly. <laughs> and uh, so other in other big news, tomorrow I will be officially fully vaccinated. It'll be two weeks since my second shot. Nice. Um, and I am celebrating it by Saturday for the first time in over a year. I'm calling a wrestling show, and I'm very excited. So awesome! Very cool. Yeah. Feel feel safe now, and I'll go uh, go do my thing thing. Nice. Uh, I wound up having uh, a little fun with with the vaccine. <laughs> uh, so uh, since they they opened up uh, for everybody to now be able to get it that are 16 and over, uh, I was checking every day. Uh, the, the many different websites, um, different stores and things like that uh, in order to try to to find uh, a vaccination place or a place that would, that I could book an appointment for. Now, if you go to the DHS website, um, the only two places it lists that are within 100 miles of me are uh, Milwaukee and Wausau. Both of those places are an hour and a half drive one way uh, from where I am. Ooh. So what well, wasn't going to do that. And I'm like, I was like, there's no way those are the only ones, but I don't know why DHS only lists those. So I started to looking look, and um, I wound up finding um, that Walmart had stock of some. Yeah, so CVS's, Walmart's, those places typically don't go through the state board because they're done mm-hmm. federally. So for those of you who are looking, keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, because you don't see it on your state site, it doesn't mean they're not there. Look at CVS.com, go to Walmart. Yep. Uh, out here, it's Price Chopper. I don't know if that's, if that's a national chain or if those types of things are everywhere. Um, those individual stores that are doing it, mm-hmm. uh, you have to book through them. So. Yep. Um, yeah, so, there's also something called Vax Angels on Twitter, which I believe yeah. helps people uh, find vaccination appointments very, very quickly. So mm-hmm. check them out. Yep. Um, you can also check out like Meyer, uh, Pick and Save, Walmart, Walgreens, all those different places. So I want to finding uh, and and booking an appointment at Walgreens for uh, for tomorrow. And it didn't give me any information other than hey you're booked, and then I got an email. That then said, "Hey, you're booked for the Johnson and Johnson uh, one," and it was like, "Oh, that's the one that's only the one dose." Okay, well then I'll at least get it over with. And then uh, the next day, after we booked that, I saw the news that oh, uh, six people out of seven million vaccinations uh, developed blood clots. Six women specifically, and I was like, "I'm like, oh, okay, well that that's." Pretty low, considering a lot of the other drugs and, and vaccines in the market. No, no drug or vaccine is perfect. There's always going to be side effects, uh, and there's always going to to occasionally be some serious serious things that can arise from it. But I was like, okay, well, that's no big deal. It's yeah, it's women, uh, but also like, okay, well, now we know. I'll, I'll kind of keep an eye on you know the symptoms for blood clots. 
But then all of a sudden it was, oh, we're going to pull it. And I was uh, a little annoyed because not not just because of the of how it impacted me, but also how it's going to impact so many people out there that were already on the fence about getting a vaccine. Right. Yeah. For it, it to turn around then and be like, oh, my God, now they're going to be scared of it because yep. like six people. And again, the, the numbers started coming out where it's like, yeah. Uh, out of every hundred or every out of, out of every million women who take birth control, 500 develop blood clots. Yeah. And this is less than one person out of a million that got the vaccine. So I, it was obviously a, a complete overreaction to something. So, that so if they tell people that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine will allow you to fuck without getting pregnant, yeah. they'll be all about it. So yeah. It's worth the risk then. Yeah. But this is the problem is, is that now if they, what's going to happen is the CDC will turn around, they'll check it and go, okay, that's the only thing. But now they have to say there's a chance that you might get blood clots, even though it is less than a one hundredth of a percentage chance that you'll get them. They will have to say that now and that will scare people away. So, so all of that aside, um, I wound up continuing to search because I was like, well, obviously that's not the only one on the market. And uh, of the three, that is essentially the Wish.com version of the <laughs> <laughs> of the vaccine. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I guess I'm okay with it. It's, it's it is what it is. But I'll I'll go I'll keep searching. So uh, what I actually did because I continued to not be able to find any of the stores was I went on my county website. Uh, not the state, not the federal, but my county. And on the county website, I wound up finding, hey, uh, in the high school in the town I live in, we're doing vaccines this Saturday if you you have time to sign up for it. So I was like, well, of course I'm going to fucking sign up for that. So uh, it wound up being the Pfizer one. Nice. uh, Which which Lisa informed me was like the, the... uh, deluxe version of the <laughs> the vaccine. That's what I've heard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so I will get my first shot <laughs> on Saturday, uh, and then my second one I will have to eventually you know get 21 days later. So I saw the greatest meme today. Hold on, let's see if I can find. It. Just vamp for a second. I'm trying to remember who who hmm. posted it. So I can. It's a it's a little strange for me that I I'll be getting it in a high school, but <laughs> it. It is what it is. I mean, it, 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 they just passed a giant referendum that's going to cost me a lot of money on my property taxes in order to rebuild the high school that they built 10 years ago uh, because apparently it was out of date for their exceptional uh, football team, which they just uh, built a brand new fucking state-of-the-art football field for, which also increased my property taxes. So I'm so happy that those those high schoolers get to continue to to reap the benefits of, of my hard work. Uh, I, I, I have kids, I understand, but I also know the difference between going to a school that is clearly in need of renovations and seeing a school that's been around for a decade and going, there's no way that place needs renovations. Like not after 10 years, it's just, it's just impossible. So, but uh, you know, that's, that's more of my, you know, first world white class problems. So, um, but uh, something that you can do while Jason continues to look for memes uh, is go to runonwrestling.com and vote in the play-in game for our AW Hottest Women Tournament. 
you there are ten women to choose from, and you're gonna choose one of them, and the winner of that game will okay. be put into the tournament to face Anna J in the first round. Uh, voting will close next week, Tuesday, and then we'll have the second playing game, and we will an- announce the winner on WWE Rundown because I can't rely on the AEW guys to actually announce the next matchups. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it on WWE Rundown, um, but I will I will try to push them to actually talk about it. But I I, I don't have high hopes for them. Go ahead. What's the meme? There it is. Hold on. Let me share the screen here. Because you, you did not watch great. the movie that's associated to it, so I have to show you. Okay, this is this is fantastic for an audio podcast. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, I see it says Moderna, and it's The Rock, Pfizer, and it's Batista, and Johnson & Johnson, and it is a uh, white trash-looking guy with tattoos. <laughs> so, the, yeah. the Wish.com Batista from the Tiger King movie uh, series. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah, so, I get that. So, just probably not worth a joke. But since you were bringing out a few, well, I explained it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what seemed like was going to be a somewhat slower news day turned into a, a, a bit of a larger news day. And for that, we go to our news correspondent, the big stick, Mark Green. They fired everybody. Oh my god! <laughs> everybody. They fired them all. No, uh, so uh, credit to our friend Brian Alvarez, and I use nope, friend in the nope. nicest possible term. Nope, nope, not. I will not even use that term <laughs> in a like so loose it's Sonny's vagina. Like no, that's just okay. not gonna be. Uh, in case you in case you missed it, uh, I did happen to uh, tweet out today just a preemptive shut the fuck up to Brian Alvarez. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, how about uh, chubby second baseman from a softball team, Brian Alvarez? That's possible as well. Uh, anyway, they uh, released several people at WWE. I should say, not they uh, made the announcement that they released several people. Um, Wishing them the best on their future endeavors, which is never a good thing. Uh, that list includes Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Wesley Blake, Samoa Joe, Bo Dallas, Peyton Royce, and Mojo Raleigh. So far, now this is, this list could expand overnight. It could expand tomorrow. Uh, as of now, those are the names on there. Um, caught a lot of people by surprise, I think. Uh, some of these names not surprising at all. Some of them a little more surprising than others, um, and some of them just flat-out disappointing. Uh, I know you have very strong feelings towards this, um, but as you read through that list, I just want to take a quick second to acknowledge the people that WWE continues to keep under contract. Oh, I don't like doing this. Okay, then I guess we won't do that. Carry on. I... I I don't like I don't like being like oh these people lost their job but these people didn't because I I mean it it sucks that people lost their job I, I I fully understand that but I also think that there's a there's a bigger opportunity for some of these people and again I've talked about it a lot before we don't know what happens backstage Jackson Riker you know he he had this whole thing uh, where he he you know was defending police officers and and but it's like the the problem is is that. It, it is sort of hard to fire somebody for their political beliefs. 
And, you know, and again, like, we don't know. Backstage, maybe he's made enough of men's sports. You want to go ahead and defend the notion that Peyton Royce got released and Nia Jax and fucking Natalia and Tamina are still employed? You go right ahead. I'm not defending it. I'm saying that it's not... It, it, I think it does a bit of a disservice to the people that were released. I think getting released does a bit be of a like, disservice to the people who were released. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think that it, that it's a, it's an easy thing to throw out there. The same thing, like, I, I won't sit there and be like, oh, WWE's releasing people with record profits. Well, yeah, because these people weren't being used. So any any business that's well, I mean, that's run well. But Bill Kay was on WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Samoa Joe called matches at WrestleMania. I mean, okay. Chelsea Green had one match on SmackDown and got hurt and then got released when she was ready to come back. I just... There are some names again, that are not surprised. Like Obviously, said. Mickey James, if they had wanted to use her by now, they would have used her. Fine. Tucker, right. the writing was on the wall the second they split up heavy machinery. We understand that. Kalisto, same thing. Hasn't been used. He's been there. And, you know... Wesley Blake, again, I find it a little surprising that of all the Forgotten Sons, the one who killed the gimmick is the one who's still employed. But, uh, you know, Samoa Joe, again, maybe they weren't going to clear him to wrestle. And, uh, you know, they're paying him a lot to be a commentator. So either A, he might want to wrestle again. They won't want to have it. So they came to an agreement. Or he uh, decided they wanted to say, hey, we're going to pay you as a commentator. And he's like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Um, Bo Dallas, now that the, they don't need the other fiend anymore, I guess they, they don't need him. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, yeah, going on the list, Bo Dallas clearly hasn't been used since 2019. Um, he, you know, he had that whole incident. He's apparently we heard that he's been living on a farm and has been working on, uh, like, a life after wrestling, anyways. So and he's Diamond done anyway. Morgan, like so, he's done wrestling. And bang and live Morgan on the same farm. Morgan and live so, on a farm ain't a bad way to go. Right? Yeah. Uh, Wesley Blake was the less talented member of the Dubstep Cowboys. the The third wheel once once they got Bamf. The uh, least talented member of Forgotten Sons. You don't think he's more so, talented than Cutler? Like, Cutler. Yeah, it's such a toss-up between the two. But again, it's like Cutler got released for shady things, possibly. We don't quite know on it. And like, they weren't going. What were they going to do? Put Wesley Blake in another fucking tag team? Who gives a shit at this point? So he's gone. Mojo Raleigh sucks. <laughs> Get him out of there. Uh, Kalisto killed his own career. Wait a second. With good so so we're, we're we're hesitant <laughs> to talk about people who still have their jobs but are not good at those jobs but people who just lost their jobs get him out of here he sucks that's okay i'm really having trouble with the line of delineation here troy because Kalisto wasn't going to be taken seriously he's got he got released you know what he can do now return to the samurai del sol gimmick and be great on the independence tucker was not going to do anything in wwe so now he can make a name for himself on the independence okay. as well. He's got enough talent. He doesn't have a lot of okay. charisma, but he's Mojo got enough Raleigh. talent. Take the case. Mojo Raleigh, fuck him. <laughs> Wesley Blake, I think, will be fine. 
he'll 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 be a mid carter somewhere out of that. But he's just, he was never going to make it big in WWE. Like I said, Bo Dallas is already done. Chelsea Green is going to be the face of someone's his division in, in July. Right, but but again, because Chelsea the Green is really you good. Don't even give this girl a chance. Because you have a madman. Okay, in well that's what we're talking about. So, at, so I'm trying to I'm trying to point at, out the illogical decisions, and you're getting upset that I'm trying to point out the illogical decisions. Not getting upset. I'm I thought we were well, having a I started to say something and yep. you went, oh, I don't want to do that. So I I don't want to fall into I want you to justify no, our truth still being employed by this company. Even they, they, they won't even put the twenty four seven thing on TV for the last month. I don't need to justify people being in the company because I don't care. I don't. I don't really care that Mickey James got released. Good because because I know she because she's not dead. And if people want to, and now people get to go from not seeing her for two years to seeing her every week on some show. I'm happy most of these people got released because of the fact that they weren't being used. Chelsea Green is a really good fucking but, fucking worker, and yes, it's it. The, the reason she wasn't getting used, I understand, is fucked up. But she still wasn't okay. getting used, so it's good for her. She can go and she can be, uh, be on the independence. She can go to Impact. She can be she with Zack Ryder and stuff like that. She less money. That's great. To actually get used at her job, or she could have kept the well-paying job she had and had somebody who wasn't an idiot and didn't put fucking Dana Brooke and Nia Jax on TV every fucking week and leave her sitting in the back and catering. Oh, I don't know how much Chelsea Green was making. I'm assuming she's making more than a WWE contract than she was going to make an than she's going to make an impact. I think I don't think that's that much of a leap, Troy. What if she sends it to AEW? They're throwing out big million dollars. Which, which dollar contract contract right? is she getting? Well, even her boy, even go. her fiance couldn't stick in AEW. So the, the, the guys they're signing now paid. are your Red Velvets and Anthony Agogos. They're not signing the big name guys. Where's Andrade? Where's Thea Trinidad. They're not signing but, anybody that requires money right now. But Chelsea Green gets paid out her downside guarantee when For she gets released. Days. She gets paid. She gets paid the exact amount of money so, that she was so guaranteed do you in know that how contract. How those downside guarantees typically work? It's a guaranteed okay, amount of money. Not entirely how it works. Rather than, rather than, so okay. it's the least amount of money you can potentially earn over the course of a year. So if you have already okay. made that much money the year in the year, when you are released, you get nothing because you've already earned your downside guarantee. So someone like okay. Billy Kay, who was on WrestleMania, got her payday for that, got her bonuses for WrestleMania. She's probably hit her downside guarantee already. A downside guarantee is the minimum amount of money we will pay you in a year. If we pay you more than that during okay. the year, your downside guarantee money goes away. You'll okay. get paid for the 90 days you're under no compete clause, but after that, you get nothing. With, and okay. I, I'm saying that's an important distinction to understand. People throw around that downside guarantee as though it's a guarantee of money for the remainder of your contract term. It's not. Okay. People lose a job every day, and and the same thing happens in the NFL when a veteran that's been there for 13 years they've got a new rookie coming up they still got life on their 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 treads they get they get released 
These what? were the new rookies. <laughs> they cut the rookies to keep the overpaid, underperforming veterans. Like, Chelsea Green is somebody that should be elevating that division for years to come. Instead, we're keeping Natalia, who has brought down that division for years. Like, that, that to me is the mind-blowing part. I'm totally with you on Deanna Perrazzo. We've had this discussion in the past. She did not, as far as I can tell, uphold what they were looking for when they signed her. What has Chelsea Green done wrong? I mean, granted, there could be stuff we don't know about. I, I will give you that. I don't okay. know. Because I'm not I'm not there every night. I have nobody that I can talk to in the back. I don't know. Okay. Everyone that I know I that know has known she, her. I don't know if she was her. angry with her. Says she was okay. great. Okay. So so sure. I can only I can only go by that. But what I can tell you is okay. I would rather watch the next five years, what Chelsea Green can do in a ring, then five more years of Natalia fucking up every match. And, in a, and inexplicably being on TV regularly. Now, like I said, there are names on that list who just, there's nothing there. We're not going to get anything out of Mojo Raleigh at this point. They've tried, they've tried, they've tried. Peyton Royce, I don't think they ever really gave her a shot. Chelsea Green, I don't think they ever really gave her a shot. Those are the ones that do annoy me. Um, Billy Kay, I think was fantastic as a mouthpiece. She's not a great worker, but I think you put her as a mouthpiece to Peyton Royce and push Peyton Royce with Billy as her manager. That's a fucking money pairing, but no, we have to have Reginald. I, but uh, okay. So like I said, we, we don't know if these people asked for the release. We don't know if they were, they were unhappy. Okay. Again, again, that's another argument that I really that really irks me because well we don't know if they asked for their release. But if they were being used, they wouldn't ask for their release. They the reason they ask for their release is that they're not being used. They're not traveling in a lot of cases. They're left to sit in catering most of the time and not do what they came there to do for no fucking good reason. That's why people ask for their release. You're not going to hear Seth Rollins ask for his release. Because he's on TV every fucking week. Peyton Royce just got left off of WrestleMania. When there were... They, they could have thrown her in that women's gauntlet match. They could have repaired her with Billy Kay for that women's gauntlet match. They flew her I mean, there. She, she was in the building. They brought her in. Okay. And then just left her sitting All right. back there. All right. I mean, you, you, you say... If they're being used, they don't rest for their release, but that's not true as well. Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin quit. CM Punk quit. Fucking, we've we've seen it before, where where guys that just didn't like the direction they were going in have asked You're to be released about or superstar or main of- eventers who have gigantic egos about their positioning in the company. You're you're equating apples to oranges here. I don't believe so, but but that's fine. We'll move on. Again, I I don't care. That these people got fired because they got a lot of money. They got opportunities out there. They're not dead. If you like Chelsea Green, watch her on the next thing she's going to go to. It does it does it suck that she didn't make it in WWE? Yes, and and that that is a bummer. But again, I'm not shedding a tear because they because they looked at it and went, we've paid for two 
surgeries for you on your arm. And we, and, and, you know, because both times that we've tried to try to use you, you got hurt. I can understand with them thinking then that, oh, there's a chance that there's a third time. Because it was the same thing with uh, uh, with the revival was they, they were worried about using them because they kept getting injured. And One of the two of them. Came back so I understand. It. I, and, and Chelsea Green came back. She was going to get used and then she got injured in right. her match. Like that's happened twice. So I understand from a business standpoint going, you know what? Go on the independent. Go, you know, we're going to release you. The door's still open for you to come back. Go on the independence. You know, get your... Do what you got to do, and then we'll bring you back once, you know, down down the line. I feel like we had this conversation the last time. That whole argument doesn't hold water because there are very few independents running. So there really are, dude. There are not a lot of independent shows to work on right now. Certainly not high-paying ones because nobody's getting fans in at the, at the level they were getting before, except maybe Texas. I don't know how that's going down there. But... See April thirteenth, AIW go for broke. How many CPW, tickets are they Stars selling? Night, HMW, HMW. Because uh, I'll tell you something. Uh, As a promoter, if a promoter's running at twenty five percent capacity, guess what happens to paydays and their ability to pay for travel and accommodations and things that people like that would normally get. Like and I got I I understand your apathy towards this situation, but you have to understand that now. Granted, not at this particular moment, but at some point, that's going to be one of my friends that's on that list. I so, that. and 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 I I mean this not as a, as a knock, but I feel like you're throwing out these things that are not true as a way of justifying this was a shitty fucking thing to do to some of these people. Again, not all of them. Some of them were given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and never, ever capitalized on it or never connected. Those people I get. Peyton Royce was put in a position where you're over as a tag team. All right, we're going to split you up so you can be a star. Then we're going to not put you on TV for months. Then you're going to come back. Nobody's going to care because you've been off TV for a month. We're going to put you as a sidekick to Lacey Evans. Then we're going to split that up because she's pregnant, not give you her spot. And just have you sit in the back. How did she fail? I can tell you Mojo Raleigh failed. How did Peyton Royce fail? How did Chelsea, Bl- How did Chelsea she, Green fail? Chelsea Green had bad luck. That's not failing. I didn't say it was. I'm saying she had bad luck. So she was I'm fired saying... by the guy who blew out two quads getting into the ring at the Royal Rumble because she got hurt a couple times. <sighs> All right. I mean, the standards are ridiculous here. And, and, and as long as we allow this to continue happening without calling it out, it continues to happen. You have to call this shit out if you ever want to see it change. And it's not going to change anytime soon. And it's going to take a lot of people getting very fucking upset. But what's never going to change is people go, eh, well, they made money. Fuck them. I, I don't know how you change it because, I mean, it, it, it's it's a publicly traded company that chooses to sign who they want to want to sign and chooses to release people when they want to release them. If it, it, they're unless it, they, you, honestly, uh, the, the answer to your question, you change it by turning off the TV. Because once those ratings stop, once those subscriptions stop, once those merch sales stop, 
they'll re-examine it. You have to hit them in the pocketbook. But they won't. Because they're not conditioned that way. Yeah, they won't. People will still watch. People, people still tune into WWE just out of habit too. Sure. I'm starting to feel just like one of those people. Not, so. I totally get that. But, but I, uh, I just, I, but, I, yeah. I dislike the complete apathy that sometimes we show to this situation. Um, these are real human beings who lost jobs. They're, yes, they'll go get another job, but that's essentially the same as saying, you know what, I lost my computer programming job making $140,000 a year. Yeah, I can go work at Walmart for 15 bucks an hour and have another job. Sure, I can do that. Can I support my family and the lifestyle that they've become accustomed to on that? No. That's a major blow to my life. And for these people, that's what that is. Well, and the the reason why I said I don't like to do the, oh, this person's still employed, is because you're getting upset because someone you like got fired and someone you don't like still got a job. But why does that matter? Just be upset that somebody lost their sure. job. No, no, no. Don't, but don't be upset because somebody else kept their job. The, the point of that exercise is to try to wrap your mind around the criteria or the qualifications as to why one person, what did this person do wrong because this person is worse? So how do you quantify who stays and who goes? If somebody talented who's not used on TV is let go while someone who is used on TV all the time injures people and fucking sucks and is not interesting and never gets the reaction you want but is related to the right person, stays, yeah, that's something that should be called out because that's horseshit. And, and for for Peyton, it might be a blessing. She'll get to she may get to go work with her husband, and that's fine. But the point is, <laughs> I hate the notion of how much money this company leaves on the table without ever seeing what they have in some of these talents. And I'm watching it right now happen to Alistair Black, and I watched it. I'm mm-hmm. watching it happen to Buddy Murphy. These are guys that could be the next big stars in this company. Meanwhile, they can't get on TV because we've we've got to have yeah. fifteen fucking twenty four seven championship segments. Yeah, well, we we donate or we we dedicate a, a show a one once a week to how ridiculous a lot of the booking in WWE is, and we talked at ad nauseum about how the how Vince's feelings on people changing the women, how shitty it is. Like, yeah, Peyton Royce didn't fail; WWE failed her. And we talked about that with the fact that the, that they split her up in order to push her because it was, oh my God, like Vince loves her. And she was putting in the work and she was doing a lot better. And then he was just like, who the fuck's that? Put her in a tag team. So I get, I do, I do understand that. I'm, I'm not saying that they failed. Yes, WWE failed to capitalize on the Iconics. And I love the Iconics. You know I love the Iconics. You know I loved Samoa Joe. He was great. But like you know, I said, Joe's one I can uh, understand. If they don't feel they can medically clear him and that's really what he wants, then yeah, let him go do his thing like they did with Christian, like they've done with other guys in the past. Yep. Um, you know, But to throw out Stone Cold and, and, and CM Punk as comps to these guys is, is blatantly unfair. That's all I'm saying. Stone Cold didn't leave because he got released. Stone Cold chose to walk away because he had already made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and threw a temper tantrum, which, by the way, he openly admits he fucked up and was an asshole in that situation. 
Yeah, but but you know they they released Drew McIntyre, and you know he talks about the fact that he wasn't ready. He also he talks there. about the fact that he fucked and up the he opportunities he got. He got pushed to the Intercontinental title, yeah. was on TV every fucking week, was given a main event spot, and put right next to Vince McMahon. When did any of that happen for Peyton Royce or Chelsea Green? Again, I don't know what happens backstage. I, I have nobody that I know in the business, so I don't know. I, I know you say everyone, you know, but but also I know that there's a madman that runs the company, and, and it takes one thing for him to sour on people. And that's shitty, but it's not going to change until the stockholders turn around or the board of executives turn around and fucking oh, I get force that. him out. I understand that. I'm not arguing that point. What I'm talking about is the yeah. complete apathy with which you were approaching this conversation is what allows him to think that that's okay. Okay, well, we've been talking for, for like 30 minutes on this topic, so I don't think I have complete apathy Well, when it. you start with, like, a bunch of people who made a bunch of money lost their jobs, they'll go get other jobs, fuck them. And that's that's when I go back to my my losing a job and being able to get a new job are not comparable. Like, the job you lost, if the job you got isn't equal to or better than the job you lost, then you got fucked on that situation. Now, Mike and Maria will sit here and tell you till you're blue in the fucking face how happy they are to be at Ring of Honor. They're happy because they're being used in their job. They're making less money. If they were getting the same level mm. of usage, making more money in WWE, guess what? They'd be fucking happier than they are right now. Yeah, but I also know that spots are limited. And I know that this, that this is going limited? to continue happening. That, that, that's another part of the fucking problem. Spots are limited because we have to have four fucking segments of Roman Reigns yelling at Adam Pearce every episode. We can accomplish all of that with one segment and add two matches. We don't need to see Seth Rollins every fucking week. Make it more special. Spread those appearances out. That's why we're going to talk about NXT coming up, but the the OG NXT, and you know this from NXT Classics that you used to watch, those shows were great because, you know, they had great characters, and I know what you're going to say, but at the time, like Enzo and Cass, you wouldn't see them every fucking week. So it was cool when they came out and they did their little shtick. And then they go to the main roster and they're out there every fucking week, and guess what? That shtick gets really fucking annoying when you're hearing it every goddamn week. You have yeah. enough TV and enough opportunities to space things out to get more talent, and we will sit here and we, we've criticized AEW in the past for a lot of things. And people will criticize them for things like, well, you had fucking Anthony Agogo on Dynamite. Well, yeah. And you know what? That may end up being nothing. But, you know, six months from now, Anthony Agogo could really develop into a star. And the fact that he got time in front of the eyeballs made the difference for him. That he wouldn't have gotten on Dark or Dark Elevation. Those things matter. Yep. And you don't give these people an opportunity to do what they do and show what they can do. You can't sit here and make the brass ring argument when you're not providing a platform for them to do it. There are currently no house shows. So the only opportunity any of these people have to improve their craft and show what they can do is TV time. And they got none of that, even in a pandemic. You look at a guy like Apollo Crews. He was one of those people that showed up, risked his health during the beginning of this pandemic by being a TV every week when other talent said, fuck no, we're not coming. 
He got the Intercontinental title, got a big moment, and then the second everyone else came back, he was like, well, sorry, Apollo. Till they had to turn him heel on SmackDown a year later, and then he finally got started, started getting a push again. Especially now, right now in the world we're living in, these people are already put in an incredibly difficult situation. If you're not giving them the opportunity to showcase what they can do, to catch on with a fan base, to intrigue people who don't know them because you haven't shown them in years, you cannot then rightfully expect them to have been able to produce anything for you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, we, we talk about it on every show we do. It, it's sad that, you know, we, we look at it as, uh, you know, on, on NXT, Bad Bunny comes in as a celebrity and he's taken, taken away a match that someone else could have done or taken away time. Mike Tyson shows up on, on AEW, takes away time and, and spots from other people too. It, it happens and, you know, Kenny Omega goes to Impact and takes away time from the Impact roster. Yeah, but the, it even happens that everywhere. Stuff, that stuff that's, that's like special, promoted, trying to get new eyeballs on your product to create exposure for the rest of the brand. You know, somebody who might see, hey, Mike Tyson's on the show. I don't know fuck all about Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks, but I know Mike Tyson. Oh, shit. Kenny Omega's pretty fucking good. Maybe I'll start watching this. That's what that stuff's there for. I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely 100% okay with that. Are you okay with Johnny Swinger continuing to get promo no. time every week? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> exactly. That's absolutely. He, he, he could In get the same fucking, way I'm not okay with QT Marshall getting week, TV week. time every fucking week because he's a friend of Cody yeah. while fucking Scorpio Sky and Ethan yep. Page sit in the audience and show up on Dark Elevation. Yeah. Well, and even throw on fucking Kenny Omega on Dark. Which is like, isn't that the space that you're supposed to be showing new people and things like that to watch But if to doing that it? creates a spot people for gonna... a guy like a go-go to be on Dynamite, I'm okay with that. But he was still on Dynamite, too. So. Yes, did he? <laughs> I don't... On Dynamite this week? On the last Dynamite? No. Uh, yeah, he was, he was in a match with me. So. The Bucks yeah. did. Oh, well, he might have done a segment, but I don't think he wrestled. Oh, well, he, I mean, yeah, he was still on, but yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he wrestled. Uh... But but my bigger issue, like I said, is stretching out over four or five segments of a show what could be done in one. That's three segments you could free up for somebody else to appear. You know, that that to me, and when you leave and I just get that Sammy face, it's creepy as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's just, yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things that irks me. And like I said, at some point, somewhere along the line, that's going to be somebody that I that I know that I care about, and that's going to suck. I mean, I uh, if if this goes like like last year went, um, then it's like well, there's a possibility that some NXT guys uh, get cut tomorrow and some NXT UK guys yeah. get cut tomorrow, and there are guys that you know <laughs> if people if, still employed, Velveteen if, Dream is still pulling a paycheck from this company. I think there's I think there's some legal reasons behind that. Oh. He, he he was brought but back twice there, since the allegation. So I mean, no, I meant I meant I don't know. I don't I don't want to get into it with him. 
but uh, I, I will say if if uh, August Gray's name shows up on a list, then then There's you'll probably hear. Even in NXT now, we don't recycle yeah. things. The way is on four times an episode. August Gray can't get a whiff of an appearance on NXT. Kurt Stallion was all over the place, yeah, and now Christian he's gone. Casanova's down there. No, I don't. Been on TV. Josh Briggs is down there. Still hasn't gotten on TV. Well, Christian Casanova just hasn't debuted yet. Right. He was signed in the same class as but, somebody but, else that debuted tonight, or on this week. You don't debut them. Yeah, but you don't debut them both at the same time. Maybe Christian Casanova is the next person they're going to debut. Uh, we maybe. don't know that. If Christian Casanova was down there for okay. six months like and Josh still Briggs? wasn't on TV, I'd be a little bit... Yeah, Josh Briggs is a question mark. <laughs> that one is a question mark. I'm not ready to, to I'm not ready to say that they've given up on Christian Casanova. I am a little worried about August Gray because of the fact that it, it, he's he's very start and stop. Now I don't know if he is still over there on two or five well, live. He is, but the cruiserweight title is on NXT, so but the, the cruiserweight title gets defended on two or five live ish. Sometimes, or at least talked about it's a, on there. It's a primary focus uh, on NXT now, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, yeah, he was on uh, last week's show. He got defeated by oh, Mansoor good. Oh, good. on Two Five Live. Not the week before, he beat Ashanti the Adonis. So it's not as if he it's not as if he loses all of his matches. He actually wins a lot on Two Five Live, but Mansoor is one that they. I don't think Mansoor has lost yet. He falls in the woods and I, nobody I, I hears it. Did it happen? I mean, yeah, because the, I mean, because it's out there. match on 205 yeah. Live, how does that raise I don't think that's fair because... I don't, I don't think that's fair because people, if people want to watch 205 Live, they should go watch 205 Live. There's, there's a lot of really good wrestling going on over there. Um, I know people shit on main events, but it's still a show that people are still getting used on it. It's, it's just because you don't want to watch it, and you know that's on you. But at least there be at least right. August Gray has been used within the past two weeks. I, I, but again, like I said, it worries me. Right. We, we're going to have very different perspectives. I don't think we're going to, you know, we're just going to go round and round on this one. So I'm sure people are probably already sick of listening to us argue about this. Probably. <laughs> I know I would be. Let's talk what about something else people are sick of, and that is ratings talk. But uh, this week it seemed interesting because we had our first weeks uh, since the great split of 2021 where NXT was, uh, what was it, scared with their tails wagging over to Tuesday nights, according to Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> fuck that guy. There's another guy. Why the fuck is Chris Jericho still getting fucking three segments a night over on AEW as a 50-year-old Wait, did, sack Did you of just make my is. point for me? <laughs> did, did I convert you, I am sir? Not, I am. I. I have long. I have long said that it, it is ridiculous to have guys like fucking Jericho be a full-time character. Goldberg coming in and popping ratings for a little bit to put eyes on everyone else. I don't have as much of a big deal with it as I do with. Guys like that, or with the fucking uh, what was it Ricky Morton and whoever else that fucking idiot, oh, idiot was, sort of like that. Them being full time characters on ROH or PCO being a fucking champion in in ROH. It's just like, are you fucking kidding I, so me? All that talent Goldberg, on there, and you put I don't it on mind that Goldberg guy. coming back for. I do mind Goldberg taking WrestleMania spots, uh, 
because yeah, those are I chances get that. to really elevate yeah. somebody and somebody who doesn't need them gets them. Anyway, uh, we really didn't have it. Have it's sort of like year, I feel. I, yeah, I you know I'm a little surprised with the fans being back that we didn't see that. <laughs> um, but it's sort yeah. of like the same way I felt when Brock took money in the bank. It's like that's an opportunity to build somebody new. Oh, and it's yeah. that same that that's yeah. the that's the logic I'm I'm starting with. So maybe that makes it a little clearer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, anyway, so NXT in their first foray on Tuesday nights pulled in 805,000 viewers for a 2.2 in the demo. Uh, <laughs> I knew as soon as I said the word, you shake your head. Uh, AEW pulled in 1.219 million viewers for a 0.44 in the demo. I know we were sort of joking on our host thread that part of us really wanted to see AEW just fall flat on their face just so we could hear the stands try to find a way to excuse it this is a hella big number for them i mean you gotta give them credit so uh, again we we talked so much about fucking aw celebrating third place and everything like that but this um nxt pulled it i don't understand you're talking about third place but for the record this is only about six hundred thousand viewers away from what NXT, uh, what Raw averages on a weekly, week to week basis. Yeah, in the U.S. Yep. Um, I you look at NXT on a a show that has Karrion Cross, that has MSK, Raquel Gonzalez, has The Way and Dexter Loomis. Those aren't bankable stars right now. And they got 800,000 people watching them. And you look at a show like AEW that has Chris Jericho, who's a very well-known person, Cody Rhodes, who is all over TNT, has Mike Tyson, has Sting, everything at that. Of course they're going to beat NXT. We've talked about this ad nauseum. In the U.S., of course they're going to beat them. Having AEW... Uh, not have another wrestling show against them for them to to pull in two or 1.2 million is tremendous and now you have you have yep. raised the bar in terms of your own product you've raised the bar and you you can sit there and go okay now let's build we we you know we don't have NXT now taking viewers a, a, away from us uh, again. NXT didn't it wasn't there to exist to take viewers how, how away from EW. How much of as much as... AEW's second TNT show will be on Tuesday nights, and then they'll accuse NXT of starting a war with them. It, 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 they started the war themselves. We all we all know this. AEW wasn't a thing on Wednesdays when NXT was a thing on Wednesdays for what five years before they they went on USA Live. And again. The only reason they were put on USA was because of the fact that SmackDown left and got a new, new network. That was why they brought in NXT. They didn't do it because they're like, there's AEW, we got to do something against them. No, that's what just fans filled in, in and, and rewrote history themselves. Now, we know that, you know, that them saying that, oh, NXT watches AEW and, and does things over that. Yeah, so does AEW. They 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 don't want to admit it, but they clearly were doing it because there was an awful lot of NXT references all over AEW and being the elite for, for them being not elite, paying attention at one to NXT. Point, Jericho was it? Who was he looking at? 
um, fuck, I forget who it was he said it to, but he said something about, on the other show, you'd be jerking the curtain. Oh, somebody said it to Jericho, yeah. MJF, maybe. Matt, Matt Jackson yes. said it to, to Chris Jericho. on that other show yep. tonight. Yep. Which, again, we talked about when it happened, that was a really stupid line. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I said, for, for AEW, the little company that could, for the, for the names that they have there, that is the number that they should, that they should have been getting. Uh, all this whole time, uh, uh, and the fact that they got that shows that that they can compete in the U.S. market. Now, yeah, again, let's stop the, the narrative uh, of the little engine that could when you're throwing money at you know Mike Tyson and Shaq yeah. and all these people. You're not yeah. you're no longer the renegade fucking outlaw show anymore. You're you're a big business mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but uh, but the thing that you can kind of look at is. AEW needs to understand you need to stay on your own night by yourself. Because if you were losing 400,000 fans to NXT, if you, yeah, if you try to go and move over to, to raw, ask TNA how that went. (laughs) Oh, don't, they got, this is the degree to which Vince will care about going head to head with NXT. If you go head to head with Raw, he will do everything he can to destroy you. That's th- oh yeah, that's a and Pandora's yeah. box. AEW does not want to open up. Right, and your your ratings are would instantly tank because you're not going to get those those casual WWE fans. And, and AEW, and as much as they shit on WWE, how do you think AEW would fare if they were up against Monday Night Football? Yeah. No. They would not, because that's their that's their big old audience as well. Eighteen to thirty five year old. That's fucking NFL creams everybody in eighteen to thirty five. That's why they have the big sponsors that they do every for every game. So yeah, but again, yeah. good on them. That was really good. Um, I didn't I didn't hear anything about the show. I know that it's so hard. Unless I actually watched Dynamite, I, I can't tell if it was a good show or not because the fans it. are just going to say it was the greatest. The fans are going to say it's the greatest thing ever, whether it was or not. So, I, you know, that that's kind of hard for me to determine if it was good or not. But at least from the matches I saw, it seemed like they had some, some bouts that would pique some interest. So, uh, again, like I said, good on them. Stop hiring convicted rapist Mike Tyson, though, uh, and see what you can do with your own guys. Um, so and also Justin like Roberts. the suspend or no fire oh. Justin Roberts for uh, asking for nudes from an underage girl. By the way, I don't want that to be lost in translation there on on what we're saying. Justin Roberts requested nudes from an underage girl who was in the UK, but the laws of the US still apply to you even if you're in the UK because that's the law. So that's pedophilia. But go ahead. That's what else it. You got? <laughs> All right. I, I just, I just want, I don't want to let him off the hook because I feel like, uh, I feel like we let, we let him off the hook by just saying fuck him. No, no, we have to explain what he did. Also, fucking fire Jordan Devlin. Wasn't he sort of proven innocent though? Hey, this is a little questionable. Joe Coffey, go suck a dick. <laughs> I mean, WWE was much more act like. I, I say this in the face of the Velveteen Dream stuff, but certainly some people lost their jobs as a result of shitty things with WWE. Yes. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Havoc got wished the best on his recovery in fucking like, rehab. And then yeah. quietly released. Yeah. Yep. 
and quietly released, so we didn't. Oh, so we way, didn't talk about quietly it. Quietly released. Do we want to talk about Ivelisse? Oh yeah, because <laughs> AEW um, never releases yeah. anybody. Right. Well, I saw it too that people were like, "Well, you got to be under contract to be released." Well, she was under contract. It may not have been a long-term written one, but she was under a contract that they terminated. But uh, yeah, Ivelisse said. Now, Ivelisse had said. Uh, I think we talked about it two weeks ago, where she had had like, brought their like talk about it or something. Wish I could talk, but yeah, which which again brought up the whole non-disclosure agreement talk that we've had about the fact that that oh, exists. Oh, they're open and progressive. It a, it's like Ellis Island for wrestlers, Troy. Yeah, there is a question on on what she can say now that she has has been released, but I'm assuming that anything that happened during her time there is covered by the NDA for a period but, of time. I imagine at a certain point it expires. Yeah. Now, Ivelisse is somebody that uh, has a history. So that's another one I'm putting in my win column because when people like Sal were talking about how great Ivelisse was, I said wait because she has yeah. a history everywhere she works. And he did, no, no, yeah. no. I said, wait, dude, trust me, it's coming. And then the Thunder Rosa thing happened. So, and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so the Thunder Rosa thing happens – and again, she was used after that. After that incident, she was used. Are you familiar with the Ivelisse Tessa Blanchard incident in Lucha Underground? Uh, uh, not not enough to to know other, other than the fact that I know that there was. So something they had that a dark match. It. Tessa was looking for a job in Lucha Underground, and Ivelisse was an established talent there at that point. Uh, and they had a dark match uh, where. Either they got pissed and working at each other and working out the match before the show, or something happened in the ring where they got pissed. But essentially, uh, Ivelisse broke her clavicle, and they continued to fight. They stopped working spots, ignored the referee, ignored several uh, things to go home, uh, and just basically started beating the shit out of each other. Uh, and Ivelisse, because she was the one under contract, sort of got Tessa never got the deal. And Ivelisse was allowed to continue working, but uh, she had a bad reputation. And, of course, then the sexy star thing happened in Mexico, and everybody sort of forgot about Ivelisse, and they just put all their vitriol towards sexy star, too. So that's that's just sort of... So Ivelisse has a very well-known history with us. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, so... We knew the thing happened with with uh, Thunder Rosa, where she you no know, sold a bunch of things, and they they appeared to get into a little bit of a shoot fight. That apparently wasn't enough for AW to cut ties with her right then, because then they had her turn around and win their tag team tournament thing. Um, but now, because she uh, quote unquote spoke out about her mistreatment, uh, she was released. Now she's now, not referring this... to speaking out as in what she said on Twitter. Apparently, she had. Uh, gotten into it with a lot of the producers backstage regarding yeah. uh, things she wasn't happy with, probably not being used per first and foremost. Um, well, yeah. Uh, there was also one of their referees made a comment of, my character wouldn't take that finish, which apparently was something that she said about the uh, Thunder Rosa match. Uh, so, yeah, and then people did ask her flat out, like, what happened with the no-selling, and she said, I'm the veteran, and she disrespected me. Okay, well, if you're the veteran, why don't you act like a fucking professional then? <laughs> and realize that... You're on national that TV and handle this backstage. You're on national television. 
Yeah, handle it backstage. You want to get in her face backstage and argue about it, that's fine. Nobody can report on it anyway. Right, yeah. Meltzer's yeah, not reporting it. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking do that on live TV. And of course, everyone was just like, uh and of course guys like you came out and be like, ah. you, had the, you had that little knowing look in your eye, like, yeah, it's not uh-huh. the first time that's happened. <laughs> so uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't happen to uh, to a worse bitch. So <laughs> and it's weird that she was running around pissing off all the producers like that when how do how have we not heard about that from you know, one of those wrestling journalists? That's yeah, weird. It's Strange. so weird. It's almost like they're not allowed to talk oh. about it. <laughs> it's very weird because because uh, Meltzer yeah. said he sat down with Tony Khan and listened to all of his upcoming ideas. It's funny how we haven't yeah. heard about any of those. I mean, yeah. if somebody in WWE told him about their he, ideas, I'm pretty sure we'd oh, we'd pretty much get the WrestleMania card early when we don't we? Or, yeah. Huh. Well, and and let's not forget, uh, they they seem to have lost their insider in WWE because Chris Jericho doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> uh, but of course, he is he is uh, Chris Jericho is man enough to call out other people who do the exact same thing that he did so, and report things. That is interesting. <laughs> you notice how you don't hear too much about the Lana stories anymore. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Oh, maybe because Russo doesn't yeah, work there anymore. <laughs> how that works, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really weird. You hear a lot of stories mm-hmm. about the revival. Yeah. You don't hear many stories about the tag team division in WWE anymore, huh? No, yeah. you don't really. No. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Are we ready to get I this shit going? We probably or should. It's another... been a while already. All right. We start the show with an NXT chant before going into Karrion Cross's entrance. Uh, I had to check Wikipedia to find out if Scarlett was born on a farm because she's really good at raising cocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Cross almost decks her when she does her pose, though. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, because he pulls his arms out and she was like, like inches away from it. It didn't seem to be anything new for her, so, you know. Yeah, well, I'm sure she's good. Dick Joseph welcomes us to NXT on Tuesday nights, and I have to ask why the fuck Tom Phillips isn't here. Yep. Carrion says he told us that time always comes did, full did circle. Did you catch the new NXT logo, by the way? There's yeah. a new NXT logo? Yeah. I'll, no. I'll share, I'll share it. You can see it, and it'll be your, we'll get your honest reaction to the new NXT logo. There you go. No. Is this no. a joke? Yeah. Oh, that's like their full-time Oh. Sort of playing into the stand and deliver so logo, but now it's like a full. So they're, so they're Anthem. I then. guess. Well, well, they've got the skull the for Triple H, I would assume, right? Yeah, I guess. And and the bird because of birds? <laughs> Okay, I, I saw that. I thought it was just the same deliver thing, and then that, and they were still using it. So okay, interesting. Full time deal. I wonder if they'll update their belts with it then. Well, they've got still got the giant X in the background. So yeah, yeah. You deserve a chance, and I already hate this CWC crowd. So it seemed, and and uh, if you want to play a drinking game while you're listening to this episode, take a shot every time I mention this crowd because I fucking hated this uh, crowd. I'm going to disagree on that. They were mic'd up oddly. 
to the point where there was one person that I could hear very fucking clearly. Uh, there seemed to be a small crowd of like smart fans who were just like, fuck this. We're going to take, like, take things into our own hands and make it about ourselves. Uh, yeah, I was, I was annoyed. Haven't had a but, chance uh, we'll to be a part of this in a long time, right? Okay. Yeah, I know. Be fucking fans then. Don't sit there and, and try to be, try to start. You deserve fans. a chance what for the heel. fans is. They're having a good time. They're making noise. They're participating in the show. Why the fuck is there a you deserve a chance for Karrion Cross winning the title? Because he never lost it, probably. This <laughs> <laughs> is that thing you do when you go, why is it? I explain it and you go, oh, whatever. Because I think, because I, I don't uh, like the champ he's, he's in general, but, but is he the heel? Because I'll tell you what, this promo did wow, not yeah. seem very see, heelish. See, Brad, faces, yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm just really pissed off because they booed MSK, okay? <laughs> but we'll get there. I didn't even catch that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're pieces of shit. Uh, Cross says it's his title, and he's in his ring. He calls Mr. Baller one of the greatest to ever step into the ring, which there, there's your first right. little hint of, like, Wait, did, did yeah. he turn face? <laughs> By the way, can I just uh, say this whole promo? We... I'm pretty sure Scarlett was flicking the bean off camera because every Holy time shit, he dude, talks, she makes up. an O face like she's fucking coming right there. Yes. Oh my god. Not gosh, that I'm mad yeah. at it, by the way. Just... I... No, 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 no. Her facials are really good, and she's getting them later. Uh, we get a fall and right, Scarlett. Chance. I want you to convey happiness. <sighs> no, 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 not that. <gasps> no, no, like. All right, all right. Oh, how about how about show us angry? Oh, no, Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> anything can be a driving force when you learn to control it, and Cross controls everything. He's in command of NXT until he decides to be done, or until Vince calls him up. Cross looks at Scarlet and says, "The only place to go is down." So she drops to her knees. Or he drops uh, Yeah, exactly. Carrion puts over NXT as having the hungriest men and women in wrestling, but he is starving. He puts out a challenge to anyone who wants the belt. Scarlet comes, as Cross says, he will fold everyone until there is nobody left and everyone pays the toll. It felt like an awkward ending, like almost like the back wasn't prepared for it to be the ending because there was this like break between when he stopped talking and when, like, the music hit and the effects went off and... Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Wade and Vic talk about Cross's Beth just sits quietly next to them. Uh, we get a recap. <laughs> she didn't say anything for the first, like, 20 minutes of this episode. Uh, we get a recap of Stand and Deliver. I was very happy uh, with all the Alicia Stand Taylor. and Deliver recaps, because there was a lot of shit I could fast forward through. It was great. Yeah, there was a lot in this episode, so, uh, Yeah. Alicia Taylor welcomes NSK, MSK, and that is when I hear some booze and fuck those people. Again, I think it was just a smart audience or, or smart part of the I crowd because most that, of the crowd so you really can see. It wasn't that overt. Yeah, it, it was a small section of them I, that were booing, and I feel like it was guys who were just saying, like, fuck it. But it's just like, I don't understand the hate for MSK other than the fact that, like, oh, we're going to boo him because. They got the rocket strapped to them. It's like, well, fuck you guys. Like, they got no respect for, what, four years in, in Impact? I'm fine with them getting the rocket strapped from. It's not just because I like them, but also because, fuck it. Like, <laughs> let's make a new star. Two of them. Anyways. Uh, 
Killian Dane and Drake Maverick head up next. How excited were you when you saw that to their facing? <laughs> yeah, not great. <laughs> Look, the the one thing I will say, Drake Maverick now wearing jeans to be like Killian Dane, <laughs> I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, it's been going on for a while now. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't have that big of a problem with these two because they are a comedy team and, and it does sort of work. And Drake is a very likable dude. Uh, but yeah. How many people do you think that got Match released starts. today are going to cut the crying in the chair promo and just see if it works? Good luck. <laughs> Dane drops Carter and suplexes him for two. Drake takes in and he trips Carter and Dane elbows him for two. Lee takes in off a chinbreaker, and Lee drops his taint onto Drake's back. Drake drop kicks Lee in the knee, then kicks him into the corner. Maverick does a, I guess, a backflip reverse DDT. That's what that was. It's it's difficult because everything from Dick Joseph is just innovative oh. offense. So, yeah. Lee chucks Drake into the corner, and Carter takes in. Lee kicks Drake, and Carter hits a Bronco Buster. So really leaning into the X Pac thing, right? They've always done that though. <laughs> not only do, but yeah, but not only do they they, they do that, but they also have his gear now. <laughs> that that is his gear, the fucking design on it. Uh, he'll drop it a tag to Lee, who knees Drake, then takes Carter. That was that was weird. For Lee to get in, does one knee and then take back out. Like I don't know. Drake gets away and tags in Dane. Dane catches Lee and drops him to the apron, then crossbodies him okay, as we so go you to one break. Thing, uh, first off, that's the divide, is the cross, the running crossbody like that, uh, which fucking looked great on the floor. I thought that he executed that beautifully. It was taken beautifully. Uh, if only I had some announcer that would tell me <laughs> what the new name of the moves um, were. But before that, Wesley goes for a leapfrog. Hit, he gets the leapfrog. Drake comes off the ropes the other side. Lee's going for the reverse leapfrog, and Drake trips. And Lee comes down and, like, yep. gets the back of his leg on Drake's, like, clavicle. And then Lee's clearly pissed off because he just jumps on him and starts beating on him a little bit. <laughs> but it was a nice attempt nice. to cover it, but I think we all saw it. Yeah. Back from break, and Maverick gets kicked in the corner, and Carter takes that that in. Pump knee kick? He hits a kick. Because that pump yeah. knee kick was bad. Drake sold out way too soon. Yeah. It was not looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hits a kick, then a knee, and a drop kick to Dane. The shit stains in the crowd start chanting, You suck, every time Carter gets in the ring. Don't know what he did to deserve that other than having his dad die. Uh, they hit the up and down, also known as the hot fire flame. <laughs> <laughs> up and down! That's not actually what they uh, call it WWE the... people. He's making fun of Vic Joseph. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Uh, Dane gets in as he and uh, as he so tagged it, about 20 minutes ago. At least they had Dane break up the hot fire flame. It wasn't somebody kicking out of it, which is yeah. what they've been doing previously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee gets in and Lee hits a 619 and Carter hits a kick. Okay, hold on time. again. Lee hits the, the Tiger Fan kick. Around the ring post. It wasn't like they normally do it yeah. through the ropes. He wrapped himself around the ring post to kick him in the corner. That was fucking... I've never seen yeah. that before. I love that. And that is why I don't understand the hate for I these guys. I didn't pick up they on any so of that They are so fucking hate. good. Crazy. I'll have to go back and rewatch it now. Mm. Go back and rewatch it again and you'll hear it more. 
like I said, it is it is it is clearly a small section because you can watch the fans that are on the on hard cam and they are cheering for them. But there's like one section that is mic'd up or, or close enough to a mic that you can hear what they're doing. Uh, Lee then hits a spinning senton. I, I, I guess is, is there a better move for that? A uh, better AJ name Styles for that? Used to do it. Used to be called spiral tap. Okay, because that was fucking great too. Uh, Lee gets grabbed by Dane, who spikes him onto Carter. Yeah. <laughs> on which, the mat. which, that one which, and it's great. It's not the first time I've seen it, but that's a sort of signature move by Bear Country. So I don't know. If, hmm. I don't okay. know if that was something that they watched. Maybe I don't know if they watched Impact know. a couple weeks ago. And that's I like that move. I'm going to steal it because that shit happens a lot, folks. Yeah. Uh, Drake hits a tornado DDT. Dane and Drake hit kicks to Carter, and Dane power bombs Carter. Dane then tries to powerbomb a motherfucker onto a motherfucker, but Carter gets pulled out of the way. Wesley dives across uh, the ring to move Carter so that Drake just gets powerbombed by Dane. Just, oh, he just powerbombed his partner, which is just like, it's like, oh. And then he did the <laughs> ultimate big fat guy thing afterwards, like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Carter hits a tornado cutter, and Lee kicks him out of the ring. Maverick rolls up Carter for two, which I thought for a second. I was like, oh, if they're going to set up a feud for have, by just by having them no, the fucking champions match. on a roll-up. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, it was. That's right. They won that fucking match yeah. on standard deliver. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lee takes in, and they hit an assisted blockbuster for the win. By the way, every time you watch this, does it piss you off that Killian Dane is banging Nikki Cross? No. Good, good for him. So I, Nikki Cross is, is an adorable woman, and she seems like a lot of fun. I was happy to see that she wasn't released because I do think Yet. that there's still. I, I th- Yet. Go ahead. Yet. Yes, true. Yet. There is a still still a chance because they continue to underutilize her. And right now, like, have her fight against Alexa. It's perfect. Anyways. Um, we already did that. But yeah, yeah like, like I said, I mean, she likes furries, <laughs> I guess. Um. Oh, so they hit the uh, the assisted blockbuster. I was I call it like a heart attack style blockbuster. Uh, Almost, yeah. But uh, Vic Joseph apparently calls it, or at least says end transmission. Okay, I wasn't sure if that. Was I don't know. Or he just makes just, shit like, up. It was stupid. Thing. I've never heard yeah. it used before, but he said it with authority here, so I don't know. But he also says up and down with yeah, authority true. too, so it's it's hard to so fucking tell. So that may or may yeah, not I be don't... called end transmission. I don't know. Which is cool. Good is as good as anything other other fucking name. Uh, we still don't know what the fuck a motherfucking smoking kid stands yeah, for. So it's not. It's, I mean, it's no hot uh, flame, but no. I I feel like there's got to be a different name for that. They've got to come up with one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Until until we actually hear it from one of their mouths, then yeah, I'm not going to believe that that's the name of the, the movie. Problem, the problem with that is that like something that you could, that's a reference that you could make up, like the cash out. Montez Ford already took that. Yeah, or, that's true. Dawkins, sorry. Mm-hmm. Alexander yeah, Wolf Kuzma appears really to talk to his Eminem thing, huh? Sorry, go ahead. Lakers and Celtics are on. Huh? I just saw Kyle Kuzma with his platinum blonde hair. Oh, I didn't. I, you cut out. I didn't oh, hear you were talking about. Uh, I thought you were talking about no, Alexander no. Wolf. I said Kyle like, Kuzma's really leading into the whole Eminem <laughs> thing, huh? Yeah. 
Uh, Alexander Wolf appears to talk to his former sanity teammate. Uh, and then Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner attack Dane from behind. Yeah, can't wait for that feud. And, and in case you didn't catch it, this is the first time that random neckbeard in the crowd is clearly heard screaming, I, I love you, Imperium. Yeah. yeah, Marcel, I love you. Why was that guy so fucking, was he one of the cameramen My and he was just like was screaming right behind it? somewhere. Or right around Harkham. Fuck that guy, dude. That guy was dude, so fucking You might fucking enjoy annoying. wrestling a little bit more if you cared about the crowd a little less. I'm just saying. I might enjoy wrestling a little bit more if I Maybe. muted it. But I have to listen to it so I can hear uh, Dick uh, Joseph fucking mess up <laughs> move names. More on that later. <laughs> yeah. Robert Stone and Aaliyah are walking to... Oh, well, before we get into that, how'd you, how'd you like the yeah, match? It was fine for what it was. I mean, I understand why... MSK took a lot. I know, like Adam was was thought they looked too weak. Uh, of course, he covers a show where Kenny Omega went fifty fifty with Alan Angels not long ago. Uh, but sure, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, but Dane's like the big powerhouse in the ring, so he got all the everything. And then when uh, Drake was there, they took control. So I thought it was pretty formulaic, but I liked it. I thought MSK continues to impress and. I, I again, I, I believe they shouldn't have the belts yet. I would have preferred them having a long chase, but. It is what it is. I was a little surprised we didn't see like the vets come out and jump them or something, but to set something up. But yeah, we we had to get Dane over. I still wonder if if they were going to get the title belts this soon, or if or if the uh, one and two or or two getting injured, uh, if if that kind of expedited or not. I don't know, but well, uh, you will never know. Um, I did. I don't know if you got, got it on. Uh, it, again, if you're not following Orny Lorcan oh, on Twitter, out. you're doing yourself a disservice. Did you Did you catch one of his most recent ones? Probably. It was. It was. Uh, that one. That one was, was in all capital letters, right? No, no, he stopped <laughs> no, doing that for a while because he's a heel now. Um, no, his tweet was, this is the third time Fandango has asked me how my injury recovery is going, and I have to again tell him it's Danny Birch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, only oh, never changed. <laughs> I mean, if you if you right. ever listened to the uh, well, podcast before he got signed, it was great stuff. I never I never did. I didn't uh, know it existed, Biff which is Ted's a bummer. excellent podcast adventure. It's still out there. You can listen to it. It's, uh, it's uh, Oni and uh, Teddy Goods, who's another local independent wrestler hmm. okay cool robert stone and Aaliyah are walking to william regal's office so they can get jesse and mercedes into a tag match nope, i think i heard nope, that nope, say that jesse right jesse and Aaliyah into a tag match okay he said it he said it weird so i didn't i i thought uh, anyways yeah mercedes martinez walks up and asks where's my money bitch uh she grabs Aaliyah by the throat who she then makes like gagging sounds, and it was a little hot. Honestly, uh, <laughs> not the first time either. No, Jesse Kamea then makes a save, and uh, my god, yeah, that bitch is tall. Bigger than Mercedes. Like, I w- I couldn't. I don't know why I never same. equate that she is yeah, that tall. I had the same <laughs> reaction. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. At least she was a better worker. Um, yeah, right. Uh, Mercedes asks, is Jesse trying to step up to her? And Jesse says, she wants to step on Mercedes. And personally, I'd let her step on me. Uh, <laughs> so, we set up that match for later. 
Then we see Roderick Strong and Marina Shafir are walking into the building. And so I guess they're kayfabe married as well as shoot married now. So Well, no, they've always been kayfabe married on NXT. They did the whole I'm a good dad skits with Roddy when he first started. She was all over those things, so... Oh, that's right. oh yeah, that's right. Because a uh, uh, Touch Team Dream had yep. Marina's face on on his tights. There it. Okay, I remember. But that. Uh, okay. at the risk of, of being rude here, Marina not looking so great in this segment. She sort of looked like if you were watching a sitcom and they said, "Oh, we've got a porn star who's been out of work for a while." That's mm. sort of the makeup job and the hair job they would give that person. If it wasn't for the fact she was walking with Roderick Strong, no, I don't know I would have recognized. Because yeah. I've, I've watched her fight. Oh, <laughs> like, I've watched this, this woman fight, and yeah, I don't know. It was, it was weird. Of course, Jasmine Duke had a different partner in the tournament, so who knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah, which is, which is again, weird. I don't know why they're not up there with, uh, uh, with Shayna at this point. But maybe they will be maybe, soon. Maybe she, there's Shayna's answer to Reginald. There you go. Uh, we got a recap of Cole versus O'Reilly, uh, including the backstage of Cole screaming at him as they both get pushed on the <laughs> way in, yeah, in fucking... Yeah, by the way, what security uh, cameras have audio? Not many. Not many. Didn't like that. Didn't love that part. But apparently, we're going to keep going with yeah. this. It doesn't seem. Like, it seems like we're not over with this feud. Like I thought we were. Didn't seem no. that way, did it? The fact that, the fact that we we put a lot of emphasis on the after of it of him screaming at him is I'm gonna end you. I'm gonna end you. Mercedes Martinez makes her way to the ring. I just like her entrance gear. Sort of like. Her whole entrance is a, is a lot of fun. Sort of, sort of like retribution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesse Kamea gets the jobber entrance. Uh, she is with Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Uh, so can I start here? Uh, Jesse does a shitty kick, followed by a shitty drop kick, and then I start to wonder myself, why does Jesse have a cow pattern sleeve and kick pad? Just go ahead and take all my notes from me, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, that all happens. And that question is also in my notes of, why the fuck does she have a cow pattern on her gear? That was very weird, because uh, it was but, just the sleeve and the kick pad, and it didn't match anything else on the outfit. It was like pink tiger stripes or something was the rest of it. She's never worn that before, and she's supposed to be a heel right now. Because she's in the Robert are you Stone brand. Cows are automatically faces. No, I'm saying that that's a that is a fun print to have. Okay. I'm, that's all I'm saying. It, it it doesn't a cow doesn't. I don't look at a cow and be like, yeah, that's a tough motherfucker. I look at a bull, but there's not really a bull print. And I mean, if she walked out in a fucking Brahma bull on her trunks, people would ask some questions. Um. Beth says Stone can pay to bedazzle some gardening gloves, but can't pay Mercedes. Which that one popped fucking way yeah. good. Kamea <laughs> uh, attacks Martinez before the bell. She drops a weak ass heel onto Martinez and drops her down. <laughs> yeah, Beth calls Beth calls Robert Stone yeah. a shyster. That's that's a lawyer. Uh, which I had to look it up just to make sure. But it, it is incorrectly attributed as a racial slur. It is not. 
it is it is strictly a a, a negative term yeah. for a lawyer. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Aaliyah asks, oh yeah, so Kamea drags Martinez to the ropes and drops a knee on her, and Aaliyah asks Barrett if he saw that, and he shoots a shot with her and agrees with her. Uh, Martinez then just gets up, hits the white noise, and gets the way. So I, I had, Mercedes has had enough of this shit, hits a running knee strike, <laughs> and then her finish for the win. Yeah, she looked like she yeah, was just all right. Much. Like, she just got up and finished her off, yeah. Uh, Martinez then chases after Robert Stone and slams him against the wall, and then he just produces money out of nowhere and hands her the money. She walks over and yells that she is coming for Raquel Gonzalez. Okay. Okay. She knows Vic Joseph isn't Raquel Gonzalez, right? She's, like, (laughs) full-on screaming this promo in his face. It's like... Mercedes, there's a camera right next to you. Maybe talk into the camera. Yeah. She just wanted to make sure and, that his And then the face that Vic Joseph makes as they cut back to him is <laughs> fantastic. I bet he asked Wade why I'm just doing that time, which I thought was <laughs> the only time Wade that Vic has ever yeah. said something funny. Oh, Wade had a great line later. We'll talk about that one. It's dinner time with the way. Johnny says the eight person. Oh, by the way, did you watch uh, uh, Theory in the background of this entire I saw promo? Him a few times, yeah. He go back and watch him again. He is a yeah. he is a lot of fun. He does Facial a lot of fucking. Yeah, Johnny says the eight person tag match tonight is cuckoo bananas, which Austin counts on his fingers. Eight people, uh, and for the first time, all four members of the Wave will be in the ring at the same time. Austin Theory says tonight he is getting his revenge. Candace says they are going to take care of business tonight. And Indy says she hopes she winds up in the ring with Dexter so she can take care and of her business. Whoa! <laughs> if Indy Wrestling just started jilling off in the middle of a match, Pretty I am much down did. We'll talk about right. it, though. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Gargano's just like, give me the mic back. Uh, <laughs> says... The Way is the most dominant four-person intergender group to ever be in NXT, which Who's made wrong? me think, aren't they only the second four-person intergender group to ever Who's be the in, the, in NXT? Sanity. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Killian Dane. <laughs> okay, so I was like, I bet that's the only two I could think of, was of, of, of four people intergender groups. I was like, there's not... Been other ones, have there? I mean, didn't uh, didn't Undisputed Era have Tay Conti for a little bit before? Yeah, she she came out with them oh. a few times. Yes, <laughs> she wasn't a part of Undisputed Era. They were going in that direction. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, let me look here. Uh, Gallus, no. Um. By the way, to put a cap on the segment, uh, Johnny's like, all right, everybody get your hands in for a group cheer. So they all do it. And he's like, Mackenzie, you too. <laughs> I actually I actually really appreciate the way that they sort of incorporate Mackenzie into their shit. Like, even when she wasn't mm-hmm. there, they had not Mackenzie. And like, so it's pretty right. good. I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anyone else that is. You're way more interested in this qualifier than I was, sir. <laughs> Just, just because it was funny, because it's another one of those statements where it's like, I guess it's technically correct. <laughs> but it's like, but also, it's, you know. 
<sighs> Isaiah Swarovscott is in the lab making music, I guess. Uh, he says he had a star-making performance in the Gauntlet Eliminator match. You know, the one that he lost. Uh, your boy is a star. I, lo- I love this. He, <laughs> he eliminated Leon Ruff and Cameron Grimes. Swerve is annoyed that he has to face Leon Ruff again. Me too, dude. All right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then he, uh, yeah, he turns back to continue making his music. I thought Swerve did great here. I thought the delivery was believable, realistic, stayed in character. Um, I thought everything he said was logical, made sense for a heel. Um, I thought this was, I thought this was yeah. a really quality promo. I like that he was annoyed that he has to keep fighting Leon Ruff. That later too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Santos Escobar arrives. And he says that the Cruiserweight title was the title of a forgotten division. Thanks to him, Legato became prime time. And at this point, that fucking neckbeard won't shut up. Does, and Santos puts on... Does Santos come yes. across here as a bit of a tweener, too? Similar to Cross earlier? Yeah, A little I bit. That vibe too. Uh, yeah, because he, he wasn't as... Uh, yeah, he wasn't as openly heel as he normally is. Normally, he kind of comes out there and he's like, I'm above you all. But this one, yeah, he was a little bit more like the Cruiserweight division is. And it's like, well, he's not saying him. He's saying the division. So, Uh, But he puts out an open challenge and Kushida arrives. Kushida back in the trunks, which was kind of a bummer. You like the jeans? I like the the trunks. Okay. I like the jean shorts on him. It, it kind of well, gave him an edge. Different than what he was before. He was wearing like shorts, like like Samoa yes. Joe used to wear, and now he's wearing full-on trunks. Mm-hmm. So it's a new look. Yeah. Kush runs up and drop kicks Escobar, and then Escobar tells Legato to bounce. He's got this. Uh, we get chain wrestling between Kush and Santos to start, and it leads to a standoff. Bushida goes for the hoverboard lock. And then he fakes a tope and does the Liger pose as we go to break. Back from break, and Wade tells us that Escobar and Liger not only were tag team champions in Mexico, but they also ran the bingo. Uh, so we had that discussion last Santa, week. Have you ever heard that expression before? Run ran the bingo? bingo? Okay, I no. haven't either. It makes sense when you think about it, though. The person yeah. who runs the bingo calls the numbers, right? So it makes it makes sense. I just never heard the expression before. Yeah, no, I I totally I totally understand yeah. what it means, but I also don't understand where it came from. <laughs> uh, and you, when you try to look online, it's just people making jokes about ECW being in a bingo hall, meaning <laughs> Escobar runs it. So yeah, it's <laughs> all right. Um. Santos slams Cushion to the stairs, and then he Boston crabs him onto the steps, which drives his throat into the that post. That was cool. That, yeah, that is using your head on that move. Because if you're just doing the move on the stairs, it's like, oh yeah, that hurts more because you're on the stairs, I guess. But no, he he was driving his fucking throat it's into the post. Not like the, the Boston post. crab hurts more on a table. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Santos with an armbar, and then he drills Kushida in the oh, chest with forearms. Did Jericho tear the quad off of Triple H by giving him a... Oh, no, he had already torn his quad when they put the Boston Crab on the table. He, he already tore, yeah, he already That's tore right. his quad at that point. 
He tore he tore his quad on the table spot when he was trying to do the pedigree. That was the second time. The first time was in the tag match with Austin oh, yeah. when he went to hit him with a sledgehammer, and you could literally watch yeah. his quad roll up his leg. <sighs> Gosh. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Uh, Escobar calls <laughs> calls him a loser and chops him. Uh, Kushida fights back and chops Escobar, but eats a dropkick. Kush with a hip toss and a kick, and he fists Escobar and hits a penalty kick, which Dick calls a PK kick, which would be a penalty kick kick. At least it wasn't a soccer-style kick. I guess, but that's like saying ATM number, idiot. PK means but penalty kick. how many times do you hear people say ATM machine, though? And they're idiots know, for but... it. <laughs> or pin number. It's true. Big palm strike in the corner, and Kushida puts Escobar on the top ropes. He kicks Santos in the hand, and Fisherman suplexes him off the top ropes. He clearly meant to hang on Wait, to the suplex so, and so do it again, but he dropped him. Just clarification, <laughs> this wasn't a Fisherman suplex. Uh, hammerlock, hammerlock I'm sorry, suplex. I'm not good at it. Hammerlock suplex, yeah. Which he clearly meant to hang on to, but he wound up dropping him and had to reapply the hammerlock and throw him to another one. And he pins him, but Escobar and gets thank God the for ropes. that positioning, because legitimately nobody's kicking out of this hold like it might be the most effective (laughs) pinning combination in wrestling history when you think of the fact the arm is pinned behind the body the head's holding the other shoulder Mm -hmm. down there's literally no way out of this thing without getting to the ropes right yeah or rolling back up i guess uh kushida tries for the hoverboard lock but santos because your shoulder's in a hammer lock Ah, well then you can pop that shit back in then the match is over at least Yeah, well, the match match could be over. Maybe you have to forfeit your title. The next <laughs> Maybe time. you're not you're not wrestling for four, four. months, but hey, you know you didn't lose. <laughs> ah, depends. Uh, Kushida hits a Pele kick, which they do call a Pele kick. Escobar and Kush both kick each other, and then Escobar hits a backstabber while Kushida was doing a backflip. Uh, Kushida counters the Phantom Driver, and they both trade quick pins until Kushida rolls up Escobar. And wins. So Kushida is your new cruiserweight champion. Bit of a surprise. Uh, Bit of a surprise, but... But I'm not one of those people that that took to the internet right away and said this was stupid, because I also see that this is clearly a storyline-leading thing. Uh, The way Kushida beat him was a roll-up, and Escobar telling Legato to leave... Shows how overconfident he was. See, I got a different feeling out of this, though. I feel like this was okay. get the title off of this guy because we're going to push him up because he's too big for the cruiserweight division at this point. Oh, 100% possible. Escobar too. is a fucking star, dude. Like, he should be the North American yes. title picture, like, right now. And if yeah, you need a heel to go up against Cross right away, because Balor's like, like, I could see that, too. They had that great match on NXT yep. a few weeks ago. I could totally see that turning into a bit of a program. Yeah. Yeah, is it de- this match definitely and this ending definitely felt like a keep Santos strong finish yeah. because yeah he lost he lost by roll up uh, and it wasn't a surprise fucking I got distracted in roll up this was a legit like right. roll up roll up roll up roll up yeah. thing so yeah uh, I liked it I think I think this match um, in terms of technical ability yeah. stole the show this this was probably the best match on the card tonight. But I also am very partial to Kushida, and I like Santos despite the fact that no, Ginger does doesn't. No, he does now. He didn't so. like him at first. He's grown on him. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's yeah. he's come around to him. Yeah. It just took him a little while to realize I was right. It's usually how it works on NXT rundown. I say something, Ginger argues. Like two months later, he tells me I was right. Uh, you have that same before with Sal. <laughs> Although Sal doesn't always admit sure. that he's wrong. Tommaso and Timmy are in the dark, and Champa says that lately it seems like they continue to be tested every week. He says they may not have won every match, but he feels like they passed every test. Timmy then says, new NXT champion, new NXT tag team champions, which path do we choose? And Ciampa says, MSK, we're coming for you. Uh, and then he runs off. <laughs> and then Timmy just laughs psychotically. Yes, you have. You clearly have an issue I with this. <laughs> fucking hate this. You don't like you don't like Champa. Don't like these guys. Uh, kind I, of disregarding I don't his like losses. These guys, a, these, these guys as a team, first and foremost. Second okay. off, I thought with Takeover when we saw sort of the return of the Blackheart, Tommaso Champa. I thought we were offering like something new with this character. And now he's right back sure. to what he was doing before that. Yeah, right back to a tag team with, with two and, and being yeah. old man, fucking uh, Champa again. Yeah, I yeah I didn't like the fact that he disregarded the losses he's taken. Like that, like they didn't matter to him because he was like, well, I may have lost, but like I challenged myself. Like that. That sounds like kind of a loser thing this to is say, the same doesn't it? guy who had a, a bordering on uncomfortable obsession with the NXT Championship. Now he just doesn't get yes, it. Like yes, he, he, like he clearly brand oh, addicts that thing. Yeah. yeah. Which now, you know that there's a lot of bad things going on in that with that, that title with Darren Cross and Scarlett. It's true, just all he has to do is talk. Yeah. Exactly. Man, if I had that superpower. <laughs> shit. Let's fucking push her on a mop like I was a janitor. Uh, Raquel and Dakota head to the ring before the break. Uh, back from break, and William Regal congratulates Kushida when Jordan Devlin walks up. He runs down Kushida's accomplishments, and Devlin says all Santos did was run up a ladder quicker than another guy. Dev- it was a good one, yeah, yeah. Devlin says he's heading home, but he'll be back soon. So, definitely setting up that for some time down the line. Um, I, I guess I'm a little interested. The NXT Cruiserweight Championship never really made sense in, in NXT UK, just because there's not that wealth of talent like there is in, right. in the States here. Um, well, and, and the problem but, is uh, people be, don't follow NXT UK. So, you do a title change, nobody yeah. will know about it. It's sort of right. like when they and took the BTE this... championship over to Sammy Guevara's blog. Everybody fucking forgot about it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even realize it was still a thing from the last fucking episode that I had to watch for that. And then I was like, wait, didn't they have a fucking title belt for this? <laughs> uh, and also, Devlin probably is the next guy to challenge Falter. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, but before the, uh, the pandemic, they were building towards uh, Finn versus. Falter, so why not just take Mini Finn and put him in there? So exactly, there you go. <laughs> and because yeah, Finn, we don't know what's going on with Finn right now because we got no fucking, oh. we got nothing from him oh, tonight. We left Balor in the dryer again. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Dakota Kai welcomes Raquel no, Gonzalez. Wait, one more thing with Jordan Devlin that annoys the shit out of me. He puts a fucking spade on his tights and calls himself the Irish ace. Like, there's an ace of every suit. Having a spade doesn't de- delineate an ace. Yeah. That annoys true. me. It's like, what's diff- How's the ace of fucking diamonds any different, you dick? It's true. He's the ace of spades! Right. Exactly. <laughs> go with that, then fine. But that's not what he calls himself. Does it, Does that mean that he has a relationship with Shayna? She's the queen of spades. No, because he's nothing of spades. He's the Irish ace. Oh, that's true. But he's got a spade on so. Anyways, I'm just going to use a spade to bury this conversation because Dakota, Sir Cal Gonzalez is here. Um, by the way, Raquel... Well, now you're talking my language, you. brother. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't, I don't know why, but I, I appreciate the fact that Raquel has small titties. <laughs> okay. Like, so she's, it's just, she's just, she's very normal, so you know, in, in the, yeah, it's a little different though. But, uh, you know, like Raquel had a shirt on that definitely accentuated what was going on there too. But I don't know. It's just kind of refreshing to not have every... Yeah. Chick have I definitely feel like Dakota's a little more okay. modest. Yeah, but Dakota Dakota is more covered up. Raquel is just like Dakota used this. to actually tie a fucking sweatshirt around her ass when she made her entrance to the ring. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, Raquel talks about being scared before her debut, uh, and then talks about how if it wasn't for Dakota Kai, she would have never debuted at Portland. They would have never been the first women's NXT Tag Team Champions and the shortest reigning ones for that matter. Uh, and she would have never been NXT Women's oh, Champion. Scissor Sisters. Right. Uh, Dakota says for 14 months they dominated the best women's division in the world by barely being present <laughs> in it. Uh, she, <laughs> she says it was great, but the era of Raquel Gonzalez has begun. Then the lights go out. And a spotlight appears as Frankie Monet arrives with her dog. Oh, what was her fucking dog's name? Something with a P. Uh, Not precious. I forget exactly what it is. But she's got... The dog has a name. They just didn't say it on the TV. Uh, First off, uh, big Taya Valkyrie fan. So I was happy happy to see her. Uh, I I like the name Frankie Monet. I, I... I think that Taya Valkyrie never really fit her character, and Frankie Monet fits her character. I like the music. It was sort of like it felt custom to her. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Talks a lot about being bougie in the theme music, and then she uses that line later. Yeah. Very much. She's I very liked thick. it. Uh, she's definitely thick. Uh, and that top, like, them, them tits were about ready to escape. Uh, Very Frankie, small congratulations, Raquel. To those. <laughs> to those, yes. Uh, she introduces herself as La Pero Loca? Loca. The crazy blonde. Oh. Oh, I thought she said she was the no, crazy bitch. La, La, La Pero Loca uh, has actually been her thing <laughs> for a long time. So it's actually a piece of her old character that they're allowing her to bring with her, which is sort of cool. That's totally making a no, joke, right, but okay. Right. <laughs> I, I I knew what she said. I just thought I just looked up what fucking 
the crazy bitch was, and it was pretty close. Uh, the women's division is a bit shinier and a bit bougier. Monet says they will be seeing a whole lot more of her. I can only hope that means bikinis, because I sure would like to see a whole lot more of her. I know. Raquel says she's in a good mood tonight, otherwise she would shove that dog up Frankie's cunt. Okay, first off, Uh, no. I don't know Spanish. I don't know Spanish. (laughs) Uh, She's threatened to do anal uh, on her with her dog, which... Close enough. (laughs) They're next to they're next door neighbors. All right, oh, shove a milk bone up your ass until your dog goes to get it. Yeah, I'll make it a chocolate milk bone. Frankie does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Frankie says she will see Raquel every single Tuesday. I don't think that's true. Also, after last week, you missed an opportunity to see. Hey, Raquel, see you next right. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> A little bummed. Maybe they figured it out after last week that they fucking said see you next so, Tuesday. Or catch you next Tuesday. I thought Frankie was great. I thought she played her character great. The only thing that really annoyed me about mm. this segment was I hated Raquel Gonzalez being all like smiley and laughing and humble girl and like mm. this has not been your character for your entire career. Now all of a sudden you're this. It was just... Uh, well, and... It's funny because you you mentioned how like fifteen of the twenty two champions in in WWE were heels, and then we seemingly got everyone who held a title belt turn face our, yeah. our faces now. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously Kushida yeah. won the belt, but even before like that, Santos was seemed Cross. like he was turning. Cross definitely did, and then yeah, here you've got these two, and then what happens next was sort of a. Right. Further cementing that yeah. she's a face now. Not only because of the fact you've got Frankie Monet, who's clearly a heel, but you've also got Mercedes, who's also clearly a heel. Yeah, but she's as, feuding as, with like, Vic Joseph. Challengers. That's true. <laughs> she just thinks that Vic Joseph is named Raquel. Uh, for no apparent reason, Rhea Ripley arrives. <laughs> Look, the one thing I will say about Rhea Ripley is her tits were looking like they were about to be the Iconics and get released. See, I was going to talk about that ass, because Homegirl's (laughs) clearly been doing her squats. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Just everything about her was just fantastic. I'm so glad that you guys finally came around to my way of thinking on that and stopped calling her Pete Dune. Well, she Uh, changed her hair. The reason she looked like Pete Dunn was her haircut was the same as his. That's fair enough. They... Stand off for a little bit, then they clink title belts and hug. Hot. And then Bianca Belair arrives next. And Rhea and Raquel hug each other and her. And Bianca holds them, uh, hugs them both, and all three hot chicks hold Is up Raquel their titles. That Dakota Kai just nope. disappeared? <laughs> Which night what? of WrestleMania did, uh, did uh, Bianca win her title? Uh, night why one. did Rhea win her title? Night so two. why did Rhea have Ripley side plates on her belt while Bianca had Sasha Banks oh, side plates? Oh, you're talking about that. Yes. So tune in Friday yes, night when Sasha this. Banks reclaims the women's championship from Bianca Belair. Yeah, I actually didn't 
Uh, didn't catch or, or I didn't hear about it. I heard about it online, and that's why I noticed it because I was I didn't watch this till today. Um, but yeah, that is very curious because yeah, the fact that Rhea already had hers and we didn't get any Bianca ones. It's a little worrisome. Uh, God, I hope not. I I hope not because this is you. This is your chance to build Bianca into a star. Use Bianca to Don't put the title on Natalia. Fucking... That's all. No, fuck <laughs> or you. Tamina. There you go. Uh, uh, so we uh, we now Did return you, you to a Pete Dunn promo already in progress. Time to put the belt on her, bro. You stepped all over my joke. You stepped all over my joke to talk about Sorry. Tamina. Really? <laughs> Fucking a man. I don't want to talk about Tamina. <laughs> She's only employed because she fucking has the receipts that 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 Vince helped her dad get clean. Okay, we know that for a fact. Anyways, here's Pete Dunn's promo already in progress because I don't know what the fuck happened there. I missed the beginning of it. <laughs> so did they. It's the weirdest fucking thing now. Uh, but he he starts talking about how he beat Kushida, and at the bottom they have the match graphic for Stand and Deliver with him versus Kushida, and then it flashes over to say Dunn wins by submission. We did this for none of the other matches. <clears throat> Just fucking no. this one. It wasn't like when Ciampa was cutting his yep. promo, we had Ciampa versus Walter. Walter wins by fucking chop. Yes, you read that correctly. Yeah. Walter won by a chop. Yes. No, really, we're fucking serious. He beat Ciampa with a chop. Stop laughing. <laughs> it was a chop. That would have made sense if they did it more than it's... once. Yeah. No, yeah, they just put Walter wins by chop with a little asterisk, and then underneath the the, the asterisk says, "We're as confused <laughs> as you are." Uh, uh, Dune just says that he's focused on winning championship gold again. Uh, a nothing yeah. promo, really, just to keep his face there. Yeah, a promo for the debut of Saray is shown again. I've seen a lot of this uh, girl doing everything except wrestling. Yes, it's true. Uh, Saray, the Warrior of the Sun, debuts he next week. called up. It's time to replace him. You can only have so many Japanese girls on one show at once. Well, you can also only have so many deities sure. of the sky, because Io is the... the Genius <laughs> of the sky. Genius of the sky. Saray is the Warrior yeah. of the Sun. Uh, so Io's got to uh, got to take her shtick somewhere else. Or, or, or uh, also, Captain Planet confirmed. Yes, there you go. Sun, sky, heart. <laughs> By the way, heart's not an element. I have no <laughs> idea why that kid was involved in that. <laughs> uh, they needed representation. Uh, that's right. Uh, by the way, Saray, I look. I I like her, but if you are making a tier list of Joshi wrestlers in WWE, she's below Kairi Sane. Where where is she? And it's not as opposed to Riho. She's above Rio because Rio sucks. Uh, well, Rio's not the bottom of the barrel by any means. I mean, that's that's reserved for fucking Emi Sakura. Uh, but yeah, Saray Sor- is is probably just a slight step ahead of Rio because she's not she's not like the other Japanese women they brought over, like Io, Kairi, and Asuka, and everything like that, who are like who have that like outstanding personality and things like that. Saray's just she's kind of a little bit more mousy. Okay. You know, so she can she wrestle? Yeah, of course she can wrestle. But yeah, I don't I don't know that she's gonna have that that same sort of strapped rocket to the moon 
that the uh, that the other ones have had. So, but we'll see. Who knows? I might be wrong. I'm an idiot. Regal walks in to see Roderick and Marina in his office, and Roderick hands him a letter of resignation. That's apparently is something you can do. <laughs> this seems like poor timing, given what happened today. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, he he doesn't hand him just a letter. He hands him like a packet detailing his release. <laughs> so there's a lot right. of paper in that. Uh, Regal calls him the ultimate professional, and he is welcome in NXT at any time. Except right now, get the fuck I am, out. Except yeah, except except leave because I was just about to take Mackenzie in here while Vic watched and cried. So I'm curious to see what's next for Roderick. I said it when he debuted. I thought this guy is an amazing wrestler, but by God, is he a fucking block of wood in terms of yeah. charisma? And Yui, he did, I made him interesting, and now without them, I don't know that he's still interesting. You sound like me from a couple weeks so, ago on this very show. I mean, I sound like well, me from when well, he debuted. Although, cock- although cock- cock- Joseph is a new thing, so... That's true. <laughs> I try to add a little. I try to make sure every show that I go on, I add a little something that, that that can stick around after I'm gone. A toddler wanders down to the ring and runs around screaming. Oh, okay, so can we talk then, for a second that... here about how uh, they cut back to Leon Ruff, who's awkwardly standing there waiting for his cue to start walking to the thing so yeah. he could do his stupid rope spot. And all I could think of at this point was, I really hope this is like a couple weeks ago where he does that rope spot and Swerve just kicks his fucking head off. Yeah, I don't like Nobody this Nobody seems to. I don't get it. I, again, I know I'm a size queen, but he's Marco Stunt levels of unbelievable to me. You know? And, like, he doesn't do... A, he's not, like... Ray, I never liked that much when he was doing, like, big moves to the big show, because it made no fucking sense that he's, like, 100 pounds. But, like, Leon Ruff is even smaller than that. And Leon Ruff is, like, uh, you're you're a basketball fan. He's, like, the, the, the guy that you see in, like, the second round where you're just, like, boy, you are, you either got to put on some muscle or you are going to be Isaiah out of Thomas. this league in a year. <laughs> yes. And sometimes they put on muscle. And then other times they're like Earl motherfucking Boykins and they just are always that fucking spindly. But gosh, I don't know. I, I don't see the appeal of this guy. And he was annoying. Him running around screaming. And he did it the entire match too. Yeah. Like he just kept screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Scott runs up to Ruff. Uh, oh, oh, I missed it. Sorry. Scott arrives. And then Ruff and Scott scream at each other before Ruff unloads at him. Then Scott runs up to Ruff and he awkwardly tips or trips him, diving his driving his shoulder and head into the mat. And then Ruff hits a shoulder breaker on the outside. So they so at that point you're like, okay, he's working the shoulder. Then Ruff gets tossed over the top rope and chopped after a bit of a delay. Like their timing was off for two guys who have wrestled each other that much. And then Scott elbows Leon in the back with his hurt arm. And I was like, come on, dude. Like, the, the the beginning of this match, you took, like, three moves to your fucking shoulder, and then you're just like, okay, I'm just going to elbow drop you with it. Like, no, dude, use the other fucking arm. Sell that shit. 
Buff then drops him by hitting him with all 67 pounds of him. Uh, Ruff jumps around the ropes like a fucking monkey. That's not a racist thing. He literally jumps from rope to rope. Uh, but then he eats a Russian leg sweep off the top ropes. Back from break and Swerve chops the mediocre off of Leon. Swerve chops him again, but Ruff screams and takes him down with clotheslines. Swerve hits, I guess, a reverse flatliner? Uh, and then Ruff hits a leaping cutter, then he goes up top and oh, hits a missile drop kick for two. Flatliner? Side Russian leg sweep, what, dude. What is it? It was a. Re- he didn't, but he didn't. He he didn't didn't sweep the legs. He he was out to the side. That's, side That's why I was saying it was like guy around the neck from the side and sweep the legs. A flatliner is a reverse yeah, side he, Russian leg sweep. But he didn't sweep he the didn't leg. Always. Whatever. I'm not a wrestling guy. I'm an, I'm an idiot. I've said this before. And sadly, I don't have fucking announcers that will tell me what the fuck new names are, names are moved, or what moves names are. Uh, By the way, Vic loves to refer to Ruff as having spidey uh, senses. And, like, I get Spider-Man's not an Adonis, but he's also not a twink like fucking Leon Ruff Peter is. Parker was a little And bit. if you're talking... But if you're talking about, like, the Miles Morales version... That's a 16-year-old kid, so him being a little spindly makes sense. This is a, what, 30 or, or almost 30-year-old man? Yeah. <laughs> Ruff Ranas swerve off the top ropes, but Ruff can't keep him down. Swerve uppercuts Ruff off the ropes, and Ruff head scissors swerve. Ruff counters again and holds on for almost a three counts. That was a, a really good near fall. Yeah. For a match that sucked. <laughs> Uh, Swerve then hits the innovative off- bait of os- offense for the win. Okay, so there was a spot. I think they were trying to describe it, but <laughs> Swerve went for a fireman's throw into the corner, uh, which he's done on Ruff a few times mm. and basically dropped him on his fucking head. Uh, at that point, Ruff yep. drops out of it and then hits it, turns it into a uh, uh, head scissors into the corner. That was I actually really enjoyed that spot, much as I dislike him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Swerve hits the JML driver for the win, uh, which was called Innovative <laughs> Offense. Innovative Offense is what it was yeah. called. <laughs> I mean, don't go learning the names of guys' moves, but... I don't know that he called a single move name in this entire show. He didn't call the Escalara, I can tell you that. Uh, no? He, he might have said Missile Dropkick. Okay, he definitely said missile drop kick, remember that. But other than that, no, not much. Sure. Like, you're supposed to be the play-by-play guy. Like, you're, spo- you're supposed to be there in case people don't have, have eyes. off on this ad nauseum on this show. I, Moreover than yeah. anything, I find it incredibly disrespectful to the men and women who are busting their asses in the ring that you don't take the time to learn their moves. That's all. Yeah, and Wade tries, but it's not his job. Yeah. It's dinner time with Zoe Stark. Zoe asks dinner time um, how she would feel if she was living in Vegas, struggling to make ends meet, and is now making it in NXT. Well, maybe don't fucking live in Vegas. That shit's expensive. <laughs> uh, Mercedes arrives because she was all over the show, and she says she is next in line for a title opportunity. Advent she calls Joseph. Zoe a rookie. Yes. <laughs> First of all, Everyone's a rookie compared to Martinez. You've been doing this for 17 fucking years. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, Zoe is kind of a rookie. But at this point, 
I had to put in my notes. How about this fucking women's division now? Like, in this one night, they showcased a lot of people. And, like, I'm down for it. Like, Mercedes, Zoe, Jesse Kamea, if she could learn how to wrestle. Uh, you still got the way kicking around. You still got, got uh, poon shots kicking around. See. Uh, uh, Priscilla he... Kelly. Yeah. Yep. Gigi Dolan, Cora Jade. They're they're still around there. Uh, now Tony we've got Storm. Frankie Monet, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai. Like there are so many really, t- and there's if more on the way. If only they <laughs> kept Tay Conti. Yeah, there's a reason she's not here anymore. But hey, she she she's over it, even though she did an entire blog post yep. about it today. It was a year ago. <laughs> Fucking a dude. Uh, dinner time is somehow gets all the way over to talk to Swerve. Uh, and asks if Swerve thinks it's finally over, but then Ruff attacks Ruff, him, Ruff, and no, Ruff, it's not. who totally lost completely clean, attacks yes. the heel backstage. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. And not just attack, like, drove a fucking case into him. Huh? Like that is not how a face should be. I maybe it's Leon Ruff's heel turn, and they did a double turn here, which I would be down for because Swerve is interesting yeah. one way or the other. But Ruff is not. Also, you can't <laughs> buy him as a, as a heel. No, no, you can't. I'd be like booing Kermit the Frog. It's just right. Jesus Christ, he looks like a he fucking puppet, doesn't he? All right. It is our main event time. Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, and Poonshots arrive. Poonshots try to bang elbows with Dexter Loomis, but he no-sells them. Someone else would try to bang something else with him. That's true. Then the way arrive. Uh, Theory and Loomis oh, start the match. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to no-sell this. So Johnny and Austin go to do the high-five spot where they don't look at each other. Candice walks in between them and goes off to the side. Indy walks in between them and goes off to the side where Dexter Loomis is and sort of shakes it a little bit in front of him. <clears throat> and Candace comes over and grabs her and like, no, 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 and pulls her over to the other side. All right. Your your reaction so far makes me think that you might share my enjoyment of this match. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But we'll see. Uh, so Theory and Loomis start off. Theory tries to take out, but only Indy requests to tag. <laughs> <laughs> then Candace takes it instead, bringing in Shotzi. Shotzi then takes in Moon, and they try for a double team, but Johnny pulls her down. Shotzi and Ember both punch him, then Bronson elbows him, and Poonshots double elbow him. Wade correctly has an issue with the women attacking yep. Johnny. He's, he's like, I thought the rules were that the men and the women couldn't touch each other. Which is completely fair. Thank you, Wade. That's what we've been saying this entire time. Don't set those rules up if they're not right. real rules. Loomis takes in and he uppercuts Johnny, and you can hear Indy creaming herself. I mean, at this point, why wouldn't fucking Johnny just haul off and punch fucking Shotzi in the face and pin her? That's all I'm saying. It may it doesn't make a lot of sense that only that only the women are allowed to do offense to the men. Loomis walks up to Indy, who tries to kiss him, and then Candace pulls Indy down, and Johnny stomps on Loomis. So my take on this. Was uh, Candy gets mm-hmm. in, uh, in Dexter gets in front of Indy and her basement immediately floods, but Candy pulls her off the apron. I thought for a second she she slipped on her own gruel, <laughs> but no, it was actually that Candace yeah. pulled her down. 
Back from break, and Bronson jams his loose knuckle into theory. Uh, Bronson then puts Johnny on Austin and Austin on his shoulders and drops them both. Indy and Candace break up the pin again. Fucking hitting, hitting the men. And then everyone just attacks each other. Indy hits a spine buster on Ember, then eats a DDT. Candace drops her gooch and goes up top. Bronson stands in the way of LeRae. That was a hard thing to say. <laughs> and she crossbodies him and bounces off of him. Bronson then gets dropkicked by Theory, then Loomis Spinebusters Theory. Johnny then gets topaid by Ember. Again. Then, yep, again. Then Candace flying DDT's Loomis. Again. Bronson elbows Johnny, and Shanti yells, Use me! Don't mind if I do, hearty nips. <laughs> At which point, Bronson grabs Bronson. her in the pussy. <laughs> yes, he definitely dug a finger like or two in. he was Donald Trump. He was uh, right in there. Yep. Yeah. You, you, you can pick someone up by right? the thigh. He, doesn't, he did not no, do he that. <laughs> he clearly picked her up. Fucking feeling yep. that bitch. Uh, then he throws her onto the way Ember and Dexter. Loomis gets... Oops, I didn't delete like it was supposed to. Uh, Loomis puts the Code of Silence... Oh, sorry, it's just the silence. Loomis puts the silence on Gargano. The Code of Silence Carmella. was uh, Roman no, Reigns' old move. Carmella's, yep. No, his was... What was his? Before he did the spear and all that shit, he had some kind of fucking name for it. Anyways, um, Indy walks in, lightly kicks Loomis, and then she flatbacks onto the mat next to him and pretends to have passed out. So Loomis sees her, he like picks up her hand, and he makes and he like picks her up and she starts to make like she's gonna kiss him, and then Theory kicks Loomis. So then Indy dumps yeah. Theory outside That's of the ring. <laughs> Goes over on the apron, lays down again in front of Loomis, and this time he grabs her and starts carrying her to the back. She looks back, smiles, gives a thumbs up, and they leave. Oh my gosh, the enjoyment I got out of that was far more than I thought I would. I I don't know how you feel about we'll it. Talk, we'll, but please, we'll talk please tell. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, Theory does a rolling dropkick, but gets punched midair. Ember walks up onto Bronson's shoulders and hits an eclipse on Theory. Candace takes out Ember, and Johnny stops Bronson from hitting a splash. Candace tries to take Bronson out, but Shotzi arrives to slam Candace onto Theory. And then Bronson hits a splash on Theory for the win. All right. So the shit with Indy was funny. Mm-hmm. However, this was the main event of your show. And you turned the entire main event of your show into a comedy thing, which is essentially what we rail against AEW doing regularly. I think yeah. if this was in the middle of the show, it wouldn't have bothered me quite so much. But I, I loved the, Indy's work here was great. She she was so funny in this thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I did feel like it just sort of dominated the match and took away from everything everybody else was doing, and sort of made the match feel not important at all. Though the important storyline here was Indy trying to get laid, not so much any of the other people in this match, including the women's tag champs and the North American champ, who were complete afterthoughts to Indy being horny. Okay. I understand that, but also I get ragged a lot for not just enjoying sure. things. Like, 
you know, some I, I realize that I, I sometimes try to take wrestling too seriously when it's wrestling. And, and so, yeah, so sometimes I really do dislike any kind of comedy spots or, or any storylines that are just comedy. I personally, considering this was uh, the, the the show after Stand and Deliver. After what? When that was like so thing. Stand and Deliver. You're the one that called us out for it. I was you gotta actually, do it. I know, I know. I was actually okay with this being a more of a lighthearted show to kind of reset things and just have fun on Tuesday for the first time. Uh, so I didn't have a problem with it. And the end of the match was serious. Like they left before the end of the match. So, uh, now I of course had issues with the no, the numerous times that the women did moves and attack the men. And, and obviously we weren't going to see the opposite of that. I had a problem with that because it's like, you set up the rules that, like, when a woman tags in, the other side has to make a tag, too. You set that up so that they don't fucking interact with each other. And then you just threw that out, this yeah. entire match. Where where everyone just kept getting in, and there was, even at the finish of the match, every, there was still fucking, you know, Candace dropping fucking theory and stuff like that. I, To me, it's like, you either have to let let the men do some moves to the women... Or don't fucking have the women do any moves to the men at all. Because that just seems yeah. ridiculous to me. Um, I, but yeah, like I said, I mean, Indy, yeah, Indy did great. Uh, Dexter, it, it, there is a bit of, there's a bit of a question as to why Dexter seems to only be okay with it when women are passed <laughs> out. Well, Sal doesn't <laughs> think they fucking, so... But, well, but Indy definitely seems like into it, so maybe that's like she, her fetish too. Is just she wants to pretend that she's she passed out. A joke about being. I don't choked? know. Yes, she has made a lot of jokes about being kinky, which again, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. If you, if your fantasy is to, I, I will tell you this. Lay there throughout the course of this them. angle, Indy has gotten monumentally hotter in my eyes. She's yes, because. And, and yeah, it's it's not just the look. It also is yeah. It's the fact that her her attitude on things is just like, yeah. I I am completely okay with it because it, we it, it gets to that point where there's so many there's so many good representation of women of strong women and stuff like that that like yeah sometimes you need characters like this that are just fun and she's just she's just a fucking she really wants Dexter's dick and I'm okay with that. Because back in the Attitude Era, it was all the women were crazy. All the women just including wanted Mae to. Young. Now it's, including Mae Young, now it's all the women are strong and fucking fierce and they battle and all of that. And one of them is kind of a sexaholic. Yeah. Just for Dexter, <laughs> that, though. Not really a sexaholic. Great. She's just really horny yeah. for Dexter. That's true, uh, yeah. She just really wants Dexter. And I love the... She does. She does that other good thing, too, where she acts even when the, when the quote-unquote camera's not on her. Because that entire time while that match was going on, every time Dexter was in the ring, she was watching him and reacting to him, you know, even when the focus wasn't on her. And that's great. That's what you want to see your workers do is, is even if they're just doing it for the people in the fucking crowd, like, yeah, they should be acting in character the whole time. So, yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. Was, I thought it was, it was, was a lot of fun. There was one hidden gem in this match in commentary. Um, at one point, Beth says, oh, maybe Index is really becoming a thing. And Wade oh, goes, yeah. Index? Yeah. That's almost as bad as Vic Kenzie. 
<laughs> yes, that's true. I I completely forgot that he fucking <laughs> called that out. Oh man, gotta yeah, love it, awesome. dude. Yeah. So, um, but if you had uh, a little extra time, which I know you <laughs> don't, but if our fans had a little extra time, what's the one match or one segment that they should uh, go back and watch? Kushida and and uh, Santos. If you want to yeah. watch Scarlet get off, you can watch that promo. But oh, if you yeah, I mean if you're in the mood for for a little bit of comedy fun, watch the main event. But yeah, for if you're if you want to watch a really good fucking wrestling match, it's Kushida and Santos. You know, we started the sure. show with a horny chick, and we ended the show with a horny chick. It happens sometimes. Uh, Scarlet India, Scarlet okay India sandwich is the worst thing, I suppose. Oh, oof. don't get me started, <laughs> man. Don't, don't get me started, man. It's don't get me started. Good wasn't on this week. His head would have exploded. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. I'm, he's going to be a little, little upset if, if next week we don't get as much horny indie. Or horny Scarlet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so um, I think that's going to about do it for us. So I guess that means we will NXT you next time. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>